Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash iopanel. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, and MP3 player. Michael, do you see Evan's shirt? The Nightman Cometh. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's funny. Do you know what that's from, Michael? It's fucking Dayman and Nightman, man. Come okay, on. Get in that boy's hole, man. I bet- <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? Thank you for showing up to the I.O. panel. We're back again this week with uh, the evil geniuses behind all this technology and technological wizardry. Mr. Evan Neal, how you doing, Evan? <laughs> yes, my plan is complete! <laughs> yes, indeedy, sir. And uh, the man with the plan, uh, Mr. Blower, what's going on, Blower? Not a whole lot, James. Not a whole lot. Outstanding. I guess we're just staying our last names on here. Um, so, uh, and Mr. James brought us. That's me. Uh, thanks for tuning in again, guys, this week. How was your weekend, uh, Michael? What'd you, what'd you, how'd your week? What'd you get into? Anything new? Mm, no, no. Just been uh, eating a lot, drinking a lot. <laughs> that's that's about that's solid, it. Solid plan. We yeah. should not not in the box having the shakes anymore. Uh, <laughs> Correct. All right. Uh, what about you, uh, Evan? How you doing, man? What, what did you get into? Anything? Any excitement this week? Um, rediscovering some music. Um, shedding some tears. You know, same old. Oh, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk about that. We want to get into these tears and find out what's what. Um. Okay. So let's uh let's jump right in, man. Why not? Let's let's get to, let's get going here. So in the in our top news section, we got we got a few things here. What, what what's going on here? Uh, the future of air combat, a.k.a. Skynet, a.k.a. Top Gun version 2, directed by, starring, and funded entirely by Thomas J. Cruz third, or whatever his name is. Um, so recently, a graduate student from the University of Cincinnati developed a, an AI that, uh, he calls Alpha, that was designed for um, air combat fighter pilot training and I, well, I guess training, but um, anyways, it was placed against in a two versus four situation on multiple occasions and easily won. Um, and then was tested against a real life pilot, a retired air force colonel um, who could not beat this graduate student's AI. Um, the colonel, after losing repeatedly, as as much as I don't like saying that, um, said it was the most aggressive, responsive, and credible AI that he's ever seen. Um, the AI's creator is currently running it on a $500 computer, but because of how it's designed using something called genetic fuzzy logic which is similar to uh alphago which we talked about a little while ago the the ai who beats um the uh the former world champion i guess in go over a series of five or seven games um what it does is instead of being 
heavy on the computation side, uh, going through every every possible choice and action and then reaction and keep cycling through that way. It uses something more similar to how humans think, like presented with a situation. There's really only a handful of possible uh, responses. So it drastically cuts down on uh, you know, computing time and, compu- uh, and uh, computing horsepower necessary. So it's so if it, its creator says it's so efficient that uh, it could have been run on a Raspberry Pi. Uh, so, you know, that says a lot for uh, its potential. Maybe in, I mean, the U.S. has some AI running in its drones, but not for, like, one-on-one uh, combat or engagement or anything like that, autonomously at least. So, I thought that was pretty interesting. There's a, a pretty good article in the show notes, if I didn't explain it too well through my stammering. So, <laughs> so here's my question about this, right? And I think that um, I've always kind of assumed when you play a video game, right, you always kind of assume that the technology used to dictate the AI has been is like a box inside the computer environment, inside the virtual environment. And in that box is everything it needs to understand the world and the physics that apply in that world. And that's really not the case. What re- what it really is, is they've, they've, they've said you do these things at certain places and intervals and, when a player comes up, you go forward. But a lot of times you'll see AI just kind of standing there and think, doing weird things. And it's nice to see, like, I think what this is is probably just, I mean, obviously genetic fuzzy logic is something crazy. You know what I mean? Something like deep learning, some insanity that these guys devise. But if you think about it, if the question is, can you de- can you devise an artificial intelligence that can function within our reality and not a virtual one that understands the physics of an airplane to a point where a pilot could go against it. And you say, these are the constraints you operate within, and this is what you have to operate with. You know, this engines, this, that, the other thing, you know? And if you can compute all of that, which you can, because really all those are is yes, no's or varying degrees of yes, no, uh, then you can, you can program all that. And if you can program all that, you can make some really cool stuff like this. And I think people just aren't thinking like that yet, or some people are, but I think that, uh, you know, we, we haven't interfaced with stuff like that in the past, but I think that AI is getting so much better that, you know, I can't wait to play against, it's probably not going to be fun anymore. You know, (laughs) this is going to suck getting your shit pushed into the computers. Automatic hard mode. Yeah, well, well, think about this, right? If you play RTSs, right? Like, I, I used to love RTSs. I still do. So I just started recently started playing Homeworld, and I'd set the AI. My, my normal process for playing AIs um, in RTSs is to, is to say, okay, let me start out at easy and see how hard they are, and then go to normal, then go to hard. You know, and that's what I do. And normally it takes me, like, three months to work my way up that scale of playing once or twice a week. You know, and then saying, okay, now I'm at a level where I can beat this thing at hard. Uh, <laughs> so I've gotten to normal, okay, and I basically kind of <laughs> got stumped because the, it's very hard. But that, but I realized the only reason that I've, got, I've only gotten to normal is because, A, I'm not playing enough, and B, I haven't figured out that thing. And I think we all know AI and video games has that thing, right? It all has its 
hole. It's like a boss battle in Dark Souls or some other game, you know? It's like, oh, you're like, okay, at this point, He's going to put his right foot down, and then he's going to wave his club three times in the air. Then he's going to spin it down at me, and then I can sh- then I can sidestep to the right and then punch him in the gut. I mean, it's that same thing. There's always a thing in video games where the, the where and I don't think it's intentional, but the character has the bad guy has these repetitive tells that tell you he's about to be open in five seconds. You know what I mean? And if they can make something that doesn't have those repetitive tells because they haven't programmed actions into it, more or less they've programmed the ability to respond. They've given it, said, here are your tools, and here's the environment your tools work within. And if they can make something like that, then you have a truly scary AI that can't be beaten. Because it it, it, it will just function on too high a level, and a level too much higher than us. So much higher. Than, it doesn't have to think about its wife or its kids or anything like that. It's just like pure freaking lightning fast computing being awesome i'm pretty sure that this is uh almost already there um in relation to video games the ai can't be too good because then people will just hate the game and won't want to play it yeah it has to be winnable but i have to assume that this simulation between the that the that the real life uh you know air force colonel was flying is fairly accurate and used for training um, so minus the blacking out from G forces, the controls and um, performance and responsiveness of his fake aircraft are probably as real as you're going to get without being in one. Right. So I think it's a it's very impressive. Now I don't know what it would take to actually build like two of these things and have them fight each other. Uh, in drones or something like that. Um, but that would be a pretty good test, I think. I'd pay money to see that. Yeah. Speaking about uh, robot battles, the uh, the one we talked about, the Japan mech versus U.S. mech that was supposed to happen June last month, uh, did not happen yet. Still keeping an eye out. I don't think that's going to happen. Not anytime soon, at least. They they need to move these two massive. They need to move that American one over there, and that's going to cost a shit ton of money, you know. And I don't think it's actually. I think they probably could could do the modifications they needed to do to meet the requirements of the Coratos team, but they they have to get it over there, and that's probably the major expense now is 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 getting it there, you know. Meh. I hope they do it because I would love to see like those giant mech. I would like to see it become a thing, man. Yeah, like, why it, I mean, it'll be like it's probably gonna be a one-off because if if you're if you have to spend millions of dollars on like R and D and building a robot that's good for like a thirty-second fight, I don't think that's gonna get a lot of traction. Well, I think that I think that I wouldn't see it like be like, oh yeah, we're gonna fight at an international level level. But I think if this is done properly and executed properly, there's enough crazy guys out there. Who'd be like, yeah, let's dump like forty grand into building this big ass robot with chainsaws on it or something to fight in our local robot match. You know, we have to drive to the next state to fight, but that'd be fine. Like, I feel like, and I feel like there'd be money in it. I feel like people would watch that. You know, they would watch two guys like get into a mech suit and like hammer it out. I mean, put it this way that that is a that theme is strong enough in anime and cartoons and movies and books and video games that I think that there's a place for it in the professional gaming 
professional sports arena. You know? Okay. Just like NASCAR with more violence. So, like, Death Race. Well, not for death, but yeah, basically. Will David Carradine be a commentator? Well, is he dead? Can, if you can bring back a freaking, gu- uh, 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 you know, if you don't mind a naked, a dead naked man with a bag around his head hanging suspended from the back of a closet as your commentator, then you're good to go. <laughs> you know what? That's how small, I want to remember a small David Vietnamese Carradine. boy attached to his cock, then you're good to go. <laughs> Vietnamese. Viet, Viet, the Vietnamese. <laughs> Charles has got his shit together today, boy. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Mike, any thoughts on uh, becoming a fighter pilot? Well, it's always been a dream of mine. Uh, I'm hoping to get accepted to the Top Gun school here any day now. Um, <laughs> Need to send two of you to Miramar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that exactly. actually brings up something interesting uh, that I had sent. Uh, I think I just sent it to Mike. I don't know if I sent it to you, James. That um, the largest Air Force in the world is the U.S. Air Force. And the second largest Air Force in the world is the U.S. Navy. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was, I saw that that. was interesting. Yeah. America. Happy Fourth of July. <laughs> Yeah, that is interesting. Um, Evan, speaking of your your battle bots there, yeah, I did see on TV just the other day randomly that they had a new episode of Battle Bots. I actually never cared for that show. Well, they brought it back. Fantastic. I thought it was cool, but I thought they didn't. They had they had too many rules. I feel like like you should be able to like flamethrowers, explosives. Like a forty-five, a forty-five caliber, you know, machine gun, like that stuff should be allowed. I think it totally should be allowed. It should be like absolute carnage. And I mean, no, you just don't do it in an arena full of people. You have to do it in some sealed room, you know, where there's concrete walls. But dude, and just let everybody watch through monitors. But dude, that would be awesome if that thing could shoot like explosives or shoot like have a flamethrower on it or something. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, grenades, anybody who wants to sponsor. Cannons. The IO panel's first annual uh, uh, illegal bot fighting uh, tournament. Let us know. Shoot us a note in the comments. Why has it got to be illegal? Well, I mean, it's going to be illegal because we'll have they'll be fighting over like a small child or something. Just we got to raise the stakes. <laughs> the stakes have to be high. Um, there has to be something. It's to not lose like this is a dog fight or something. I mean, you know, yeah. the <laughs> loser's family gets kidnapped. Yeah, there has to be something to lose, Michael. No, 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 no. They need to already be kidnapped. (laughs) Both families need to be kidnapped, and the winner's family gets released. There we go. There we go. There you go. And what happens to the loser's family, Michael? We know what happens to the loser's family, right? (laughs) (laughs) We need need to spell it out? I mean, come on. A paper bag, I mean, a plastic bag with a belt around your throat tied up to a a, a closet (laughs) with a small Vietnamese boy on your cock. That is how you die. (laughs) We call it the (laughs) Carradining. All right. Well, that's that's one way to do it. Um, But yeah, I would love to see that fight. Like, I think, like, you guys can't tell me, you know, that would not be awesome. That'd be freaking sweet. If you said, okay, he's shooting... Five, five, six, whatever, and you know, so, so then, then you say you raise the stakes, like, okay, you have to build a bot that's bulletproof, 
that has like serious weaponry, that has flamethrowers, that has protected fuel bottles, that you know has hardened electronics. Like that, that is raising the stakes right there. It doesn't have to be illegal. Anybody who wants to sponsor us, of the four people who listen to this show, two people, two people who listen to this show, Evan's parents, <laughs> please give us money for this. Empty your four. Actually, days. actually, I got I got two people now listening um, on my on my end of things. There we oh, go. So we're up to three. Yeah, we must be up to at least three now. All right. So, there do you go. think it would be a battle between? Like, would everything have an RPG? Or... No. I mean, it seems effective, but if you oh, that would be that shot, then you're kind of fucked. I think you'd have, be, listen, yeah. you'd have to listen... Yeah. It'd be a short it, fight. Yeah, you have to limit it to small arms. And Whoa, small arms... You're, you're talking about a no-limits fight here, and you're, you're trying to put limits on it? Well, I mean, okay... People's families' lives are at risk here, James. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you do, like, heavy weaponry... The, the bots have to be scaled up like Cadillac size, you know, like two <laughs> Cadillac size robot things going no. against each other. Then you let them have RPGs because RPGs, everyone knows, have ti- have have uh, tips that instantly melt and then go into the housing of things. And then they're going to destroy the electronics and the fight will be over. That's and I don't the want point. That. It's a fight to the death. So, OK, we'll compromise. We can have RPGs on Cadillacs. If they're Cadillac Kateras. Ooh. I refuse yeah, we should be able to find a couple of those for like 300 bucks. Yeah, I refuse to sacrifice fleet. Cadillac Kateras. Okay? <laughs> I won't do it. <laughs> you have a soft spot for the ducks? I do. The, exactly. That was that's the first time anyone in America knew what the Cadillac symbol was in the Cadillac symbol. Okay? It was the goddamn ducks. The go- that goddamn Cadillac Katera commercial. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. You are not a true Katera fan, my friend. <laughs> I don't I've never liked Cadillac. Step your Katera game up. That's all <laughs> I'm gonna say about this. Google Cadillac Katera, go to images, you'll see what we're talking about, alright? Uh-huh. There we go. Homework assignment for you all. Yep. Alright, so what's so what what's up? Yeah, next? people yeah. listening are like, what the hell's a Cadillac Katera? <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh. I just googled this. Ooh, not a good car. No. <laughs> I don't know why they made this. Oh my god, here's one someone made it with suicide doors. That's awesome. In a horrible if kind you, of way. If you buy that car, you need some suicide in your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, this one's got some spinners on it or something. Yeah, not good. Anyway, uh, yeah. Moving on to uh, technology that was not a failure. Um, China is now the has the world's largest radio telescope, um, measuring in at five hundred yards, made up of four thousand four hundred and fifty reflector panels. It is called the. 500 meter single aperture radio telescope, aka FAST. Um, I think they could have come up with a better name, uh, but they honestly they built it pretty fucking quick. So it's been under construction for um, a little over five years, 
there were 9,000 people living in the area where they wanted to build it. So the government relocated them. <laughs> uh, per, per Chinese standards, yeah. Yeah. They well. were compensated with a, a, uh, a gracious $1,800 per family, I believe. I don't think well, it's per person. That's, uh, that's uh, you know, the U.S. government does that too, but they don't they usually compensate them a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, with the exchange rate, maybe that's... China's notorious. Maybe that's a lot for them. China's notorious for doing this kind of stuff, though. They kick people out of their homes to, you know, to build this, build whatever, or tear down whatever history. Hey, how many people... How many people you think got kicked out of their homes for that uh that new ICC, huh? Yeah, I guess so. That's true. Yeah, like it's seven, for their own like safety. seven people. No, okay. Thank God, seven yes, Americans, awesome. which is equal to nine thousand Chinese. <laughs> so those people got kicked out can get fucked. Um, all right, what's up? Keep Fair going. enough. Um, I mean, it's probably for their own safety. A a five hundred yard wide satellite dish. Uh, it's probably not going to be very good for uh, living next to, <laughs> or living. I don't know. You ever see that Aqua Teen episode? No. With the giant antenna? No. Yeah, they put a giant antenna on Carl's house, and he just start. He's just bleeding from the nose, and then constantly. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he's like, yeah, man. He's like, they put this thing here. He's like, they give me forty dollars a month. It's totally worth it. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, they have overtaken the Arecibo array in Puerto Rico, which uh, we all saw in our favorite movie, Contact, with Jodie Foster. Um, the goal of this, as always, generic response, is to examine the, uh, the formation of the universe. Um, however, because of its size, they, they hope... Well, they hope to get a better view of some fairly faint pulsars, which might give them a view of uh, magnetism in the galaxy or some shit. Um, they can see uh, gravity waves, apparently, and potentially detect amino acids on other planets, which, as far as we know, is the foundation of life. So, we'll see... Uh, what is what ends up coming from it? Uh, apparently, the I believe the government is going to have basically exclusive use for the first couple of years, but then it'll be uh, opened up to to for wider study. So I feel like the fact that China's doing this is like a sign that we're at the precipice of something. Because, and this is maybe just my nutty conspiracy theory, but I feel like I feel like the kind of the, when a com- when a country does builds like some radio telescope at some at some ridiculously great expense to look at things that they can't have any real effect over for many 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 years, it just doesn't make sense to me that they would even waste the money doing this. Especially someone like China, they don't seem like the kind of people who are who are who care enough about the environment or the world at at large. Or space to do this. There's a, like, I feel like there's another reason to do something like this. For them. I'm sure there is. So I don't think I mentioned the cost. Actually, not nearly as much as you would think. It's about $100 million. That's China. That's why. I guarantee right. you the concrete supports. It's a veneer of concrete, and the inside is all paper mache. Well, I mean, Which, it's... 
they've done before. It's reflector panels and like metal radio towers. Now, I don't know. You know, there could be something shady in there, but um, no, dude, this, over the this past- whole construction project is going to be a garbage project. They China does not build things to any kind of spec or code. I guarantee you this thing. They'll probably be like, "Oh, it collapsed in on itself." I guarantee you that'll happen in like six months. I, I think quite the opposite. So over the past uh, several years or decades, really, um, China has been investing in so like their own infrastructure and and just expanding. Uh, you know, I don't know if you've heard. But a lot of very rich Chinese people are buying up land uh, in Canada and, and other countries like that. So um, they are planning for what's going to be needed or, or trying to see the future decades from now. So like 30 years, 40 years from now, maybe even 20 years. So um, I think they're going to use this telescope for potentially finding, you know, stuff about the universe or finding amino acids, but uh, even more likely trying to find new sources of uh, harvestable hydrogen or no, not hydrogen, helium um, or other like valuable resources on, you know, comets or something like that. Is it so too expensive? to uh, go get that stuff? Well, that's where their shoddy construction comes in. Ah, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. They're, they're sources of cheap labor? Yes. So, I, you know, <laughs> we'll see. You, in if, you in five years... Three, don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> in five years, uh, when all of this is forgotten, we'll give you an update. <laughs> all right. I uh, I just snuck in a little story here uh, in the show notes, mm-hmm. uh, somewhat related to what you were just talking about. So there's a um, there's a star called it's designated KIC eight four six two eight five two, and they've been observing it, and the light coming from the star has been diminishing every now and again. Like it went down as much as twenty percent, mm-hmm. and then came back. So they're trying to figure out what's going on. Some people think there's an alien megastructure. It's around. a Dyson sphere. That's what they think. But in like a honeycomb kind of hollow shape. Right. Well, that's just some, you know, some drawing or whatever. But um, so they started a Kickstarter because basically what they want to do, they want to keep this thing under constant surveillance using you know, telescopes, mm-hmm. but that shit ain't free. Right. So one of the Yale researchers who's been doing, you know, working on this, she started a, uh, a Kickstarter. She wanted to raise a hundred thousand dollars and Seems like nothing. And they did it. You know, they lo- they raised it. They raised a hundred thousand dollars on Kickstarter. So it's pretty cool. So they're going to be able to keep this thing, under constant observation. Uh, I'm not sure for how long. I don't know if it's a year or, or longer. But um, 
I'm going to keep it under constant observation and just see what's going on. A lot of people think it's a Dyson sphere. Maybe they're constructing a Dyson sphere there. Or, you know, maybe it's some other huge alien construction project. Um, Even if it's a natural occurrence of some sort, it's interesting to find out what it is. If oh, absolutely. Possible. Absolutely. So they they only barely got to their goal? Well, they got there. They got there. Yeah, I mean, uh, so they got the 100,000. I'm honestly surprised that they didn't get way more, maybe like half a million, which is still a very small amount of money. But I hope Michael, I, uh, I hope they find something. Michael, explain mm-hmm. what a Dyson Sphere is. Oh, so a Dyson Sphere is a giant ass... Vacuum? <laughs> well, it's a giant ass structure that you would you would construct around a star and normally it would be used for the, the, you would put people on the inside of it along its inside surface. And this thing has to be so big though, that it's radius would be the same distance as the earth is from the sun right now. Yeah. So this thing would be massive. I mean, I don't even want to think about how much materials you would need to build this thing. Um, and I but, wonder how, yeah, if it would have any effect on uh, the the gravitational effects of the sun. Like, mm. would the would the sun? How would how do we rotate around it? I mean, if built correctly, and cause it would, shade. It, it, it would. Well, it would. It would not. Yeah. I mean, what there's you no, would, there's no shade. Yeah, what you would do is you would you would build, you would go to a system where there's no planets, no planetary bodies, and not a binary star, and you would build it in that. You'd build like an entire kind of like massive. It'd be massive and balanced around the entire thing, so right. there wouldn't be any. You wouldn't have to worry about the gravitational effects, and and I mean, I guess a Dyson sphere is meant for people to live in it, facing the sun. But I don't think that's what you would do. I think you would have some kind of solar, not solar, or energy collectors or whatever on the inside of it, and you would live on the surface of the sphere, or you'd live um, around the sphere in, like, habitats connected to it or something like that. I don't think you'd live inside it. Well, you definitely live inside it. I don't know. That's an interesting uh, thing to think about. I will design one and let you guys know how it goes. I tell you something. I don't want to be drawn in the attention of anyone of any any group of people who is building a Dyson sphere. Like I don't want to come under their scrutiny, you know? <laughs> um yeah. because that that's is a, a massive a techno- technological undertaking that says a lot about a it says a lot about a group of people, you know? Um I really don't want to be noticed by them. Yeah, and I mean I guess that's a pretty good point for any You paranoid uh, James? An, an alien fan. If you want a slave race and you can build a fucking Dyson sphere, guess what? <laughs> Here are your slaves. Five fingers, five toes. We can walk. We're bipedal. We're a perfect slave race. Ten, ten fingers, ten toes. Thank you. I've only got five, Michael. Don't hold it against me. Yeah, okay. Bad because of it. <laughs> it's your only escape to to amputate one of each of your 
your arms and legs. Exactly. So I'm I'm ahead of you guys. That way you're but no yeah. longer mobile. You know what I mean. I mean, it's just it seems like uh, and Michael, I had to go look that up because uh, I had to remember what it was called the card, the Kardashians, the card Kardashians, card the scale. Yeah. Yeah. Of 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 uh, technological growth. So if you build a Dyson sphere, you're a Type Two society, and humans are like Type. We're Type Point Five or something like that on that scale, um, because we have not taken full advantage of our planetary energy, uh, our planetary uh, energy levels or whatever. Um, there's a whole equation for it. It's a K A R D A S V D A S H E V scale. Yeah, but I would like to meet some aliens. However, I realize uh, the very, the very real fact that that uh, they could not be nice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, and I and I kind of read this in a book, but I think I guess I guess it's probably true. The assumption is that any alien race that could build a Dyson sphere or they can travel uh, faster than light or use wormholes or whatever tech, whatever's out there to help you travel from system to system or just travel for a hundred years from one system to another. We kind of assume that anyone that that technology level is really nice and has risen above the fact of like basic wars and things like that. But I think it's just, I think it's, I think it's the nature of intelligent life to seek more space, you know, and more resources. Yeah, I mean they could be above, above, uh, you know, fighting among uh, amongst the people on their own planet, and and embrace logic, but you know if there's no, as we would say, humanity, uh, what's to stop you from finding a new planet and being like, okay, we need resources. They have resources. We're taking them. Right. Beat you to it, James. Yeah, I know you ass. I was like, ah, oh, okay, that's good enough. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, it's uh interesting stuff. Uh, of course, none of us want to be subjugated, but uh... <laughs> no, I mean, if I, if, I, if I were murdered by an alien, I, that's not a bad way to go. Yeah, only if you're the only one, and it's on a public square or something, you know. But if you're like one of a billion, then it doesn't matter. You're just a nameless, faceless statistic that no one will remember. If if if, if I'm already alien, that. Well, if an alien, okay, look, I'll be honest with you. If an alien comes here and he's like, "Yo, I want to kill one of you, motherfuckers," I'd be like, "All right, I'm down." You know what I mean? If nah. I'm the only one to get killed, if I'm special, <laughs> if I have a Wikipedia in my Wikipedia entry, it says the only man to be killed by an alien. Then that'd be awesome. That'd be fucking sweet. So, but if I'm like one of a billion, it doesn't matter. It's unimportant. Yeah, but what if there's no one around? Like, what if an alien appeared right behind you, right when you close your laptop, and be like, "I'm here to kill one human." I'd be like, Evan Neal is waiting to be yeah. murdered. <laughs> yeah, right. No one's going to know to make your Wikipedia page. You're right. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't so want you're that. Not, you're not ready for the true sacrifice. This is, why you, this is why you need to make, install surveillance cameras. I said a public square, man. Okay. Freaking, freaking give me the ISIS head choppy. But that doesn't make any sense. Alien. Hit, hit me with sh- you got to go down fighting. Shiv me with your lower appendage appendage claws or whatever. With your bone blade hooks. Yeah. Yeah, your bone blades. Ugh. Um. <laughs> Bring me fries, lower horn. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Exactly. So, James, I, you want to talk about this other thing? Uh, yeah, let's, let's do it. This uh, Shanghai Bridge? Oh, no, no. I just sent that to you so you can see the garbage bridge. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's oh, a link in the I, description. I will, I'll, put the, I'll put the link. Michael, can you put that in the description, too, in the show notes? Basically, I just sent them a link. It's, it's a bridge made in, made in China, and instead of concrete, it's full of garbage. So, and it was a bridge <laughs> that people use on a daily basis. This hat, look, China is known for their shabby construction and their no laws and their corruption when it comes to construction and all this kind of thing. That's, that's a huge thing for them. They really don't have the, the, the standards that we live by for things to be like done completely here in America. Um, so that's why I'm saying, you know, if this thing was built too fast or built too cheap, there's probably a reason. I hope they can use it to make things happen. I really do. And honestly, I, I find it exciting that Chinese might communicate with aliens first or something like that and make things happen. Um, because then they're going to start a bunch of shit and we'll have to deal with it. And that means human society is going to be violently thrust forward once the first alien aliens attack. You know, I find that exciting. As long as I don't That's die. True. But well, uh, otherwise, we, you know, we probably China. would. And China's very shabby. I think uh, that for building a scientific tool such as this, they would they would do it quite well. Uh, as for bridges and public housing for their <laughs> citizens, that's a different story. Yeah. Or, or you know about the Chinese, uh, the Chinese uh, French city? They rebuilt completely, right? No. Yeah, they took a what, Paris. They took well, they they did that too, but they took a French like no, it's like New Zealand. Oh, or something. I do know a what you're talking about. Waterfront town, and they copied it completely and rebuilt it. Yeah, um, they and there's took, an abandoned Disneyland there too, or something. Yeah, there's an abandoned Disneyland. There's an abandoned abandoned Champs de Champs or whatever that main thoroughfare of France, the the one that you see in that movie. Uh, uh, with uh, Leo DiCaprio. In every movie? Yeah, pretty much every yeah, movie. It's, with it's in every movie, yeah. It's like the main Paris scene. And they rebuilt that complete area, um, but like a weird, oh, an awkward scale. Like, you know, you're like, uh, just small enough to be like, make you feel like fucking Uncanny Valley about the whole thing. Um, they rebuilt the Eiffel Tower. I mean, that's what China does. They have this, they do this weird stuff. And you're like, you guys have space to just do this? I mean, like, you could, zero fucks are given. You know, but here they resettled, like, how many ever people and gave them fucking 1800 bucks each. You know, I mean, ugh, China's just, like, a big mess. They do these things, but they had their whole fucking society's wrecked. But they do these, like, big, massive projects that nobody can take advantage of. Um, so it's kind of weird. But, yeah. Meh, James whatever. is a cultural anthropologist. Yeah. Or just a jaded bastard. Some reason <laughs> about China. <laughs> For some strange reason. Uh, Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, since we were talking about uh, aliens and Dyson Sphere and everything, quick mention, uh, Mike and I were talking about sci-fi a little earlier. Uh, Farscape, Andromeda, Stargate, etc. And I was watching one um, Stargate SG-1 episode where uh, Agent, uh, sorry, was it Agent, Agent Carter where Samantha Carter was using this machine that could bring a certain area out of phase with uh, 
with their dimension. Had a couple problems with this. Um, while you're in this bubble, this phase bubble, you can still see your old reality and see what was around you, which you shouldn't be able to do that if you're out of phase. Because that means you're like there's no light and you can't see anything with no light bouncing off it. Well, it's a bad way of explaining it, but you shouldn't be able to do it. The point... So she goes to another dimension via some accident and ends up cloaking or, sorry, phasing the entire Earth. And, Mike, I told you this, but uh, one of the things on my... uh, I wrote down some notes because I was that enthusiastic about keeping track of what I had issues with with this episode. Um, What would happen to the moon if you phase out the Earth? Well, well, it depends. What does phase out mean? Does that mean that she phased out our reality and another reality took hold? Well, it means you exist in a different... mm, I don't know how to explain it. You're in a different dimension, but only by a little bit, I guess. So you could could, like walk through a wall, but... In, in sci-fi, they're like, oh yeah, I can walk through walls and people can pass through me. But if you were out of phase, you wouldn't be able to see that shit anyways. It'd be just be like white or black or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But, but the physical object would no longer have any effect on you. So if the Earth was gone, what the fuck would happen to the moon? Since well, there's some constant gravitational attraction keeping it the, in orbit. By the strictest reality... Um... I mean, I mean, what would actually long, happen, though? How long <laughs> was it out of phase like, for? How long was that a phase for? You know, they didn't say. But um, assuming it was like even a day, one think, rotation of the moon. I think it would move. I think the moon, the, the moon would move. It'd be out of... I think that'd be enough for it to be like, whoa, what's going on? And like, it'd probably start to collapse in. Uh or or it would probably fold out actually because then it would be caught by the sun's gravity in that in the way that things are caught by the sun's gravity and it would start to slide out of our gravitational pull in a day it'd probably start to inch yeah. out but it'd be, it'd be such a minute difference that it probably would make a difference now if it was like a month and a half then we might be have a serious problem when we came back into phase well how long does it take for the moon to orbit the earth is one 30 days right a month that's the yeah the phase okay yeah. so one day is not too bad but yeah say it's like a week it would be probably far enough out of orbit so if the earth rematerialized um the gravitational pull might not be enough to recapture it and if it were I, you know i wonder what effect that would have on uh the ecology is that the right word of the earth. You know, I, I think that we all, I think everyone misunderstands that whole thing. I don't think it's as bad as we think it is. I think that obviously the solar, the cycle of the moon and sun. And I mean, jump in. I'm not an expert by uh, this by any, but it just doesn't make sense to me that like, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes you see things are like, Oh, if the moon disappears, the seas will fly off the land and the <laughs> oceans will become alive. I mean, it's like yeah. it's like all this crazy stuff they think is, like the tides are going to be wrecked and all this kind of stuff. And I think certain things probably just happen because 
they happen because of the heat and the and things like that. So I guess cooling. I guess if the cooling cycle that you lose that you don't have in the evenings were to change, then that might change the tides or something in some way. But I don't think it'd be. Who knows? I don't think it'd be that serious. As serious as we think, because we'd still have a dark side of the planet and a light side of the planet. Yeah. You know, regardless of whether the moon is there or not shining. Yeah. I don't know what would happen. That was just, I, I realized I didn't uh, mention that in our earlier discussion of science fiction flaws and thought I'd put it out there. I think the thing that would be the most disturbing to the planet would be if we were taken off our access or if the, or if the poles of the planet were shifted to the point where, where they faced the uh where they faced the uh the sun instead of being at the top of our turn. You know what I mean? Like if they were at the the equator? If they were at the equator. And so if they if you took the planet and rotated it ninety degrees and now the poles are facing left and right instead of up and down. I mean although in space there's no up and down, but if that if they did if that happened, then we'd be fucked. You know I don't think I think that would actually be a very easy thing to deal with. Um, you would have to in the redesign. long term, not the short term. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, anyone in a plane is fucked. Um, but otherwise, or no, but like, the, the, if you don't have to navigate, you'll be fine. No, but the poles will melt over time, and Wisconsin or whatever is now at the top would probably freeze because it'd be out of the sun for. You know, I mean, it might take like 50 years for that to happen, but that would slowly happen. I mean, and we think we're talking about, oh, there was a one degree change this year. It'd be like, like, oh, temperature dropped, you know, so 35 degrees this year. Do the you mean is now freezing? Do you mean you wonder what would happen if the magnetic poles switched to the equator or if the Earth rotated 90 degrees? Because they're different things. I mean, uh, forget about the magnetic poles. That could stay okay. exactly where it is. I'm just saying, if if so, right now the Earth rotates around its it rotates around, mm-hmm. you know, uh, let's say from left to right on an on a on like a thirty or twenty five degree at angle or something like that. So it's sitting like this, and then it's twisted like that, and then mm-hmm. it's rotating, and then all that's rotating around the sun. It's yeah. not like the Earth is tumbling where it's like <laughs> spinning right. in every direction and rotating it's, around the sun. It spins and wobbles a little bit. Yeah, but it's for the most part, it's in one way, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you took that whole thing, you took that, that tilted axis that's like this and then sit like this and did, and, and did it at a 90-degree angle instead of like 20 degrees or whatever it's at, but you made the poles. So one pole at any given time is always in the light of the sun, mm-hmm. okay? It could say magnetic north and magnetic south. That wouldn't matter. Forget that. You just took the poles and you just said, okay, this is the, this is, this is, this, this part will always face the sun. So when, so in daytime, the north pole will face the sun. At nighttime, the south pole will take, will face the sun or whatever. Mm -hmm. And now the center of the United States and the center of China are the north, the new north, uh, the, the north most, northernmost point, point of the planet. And China's the southernmost point of the planet. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like the temperature okay. gauge would like go fucking bonkers in the in the, in the immediate. Yeah, things would change. I mean, we'd have we'd become probably some weird island nation now, or there'd be like a new landmass. Greenland would become this warm, wonderful place to be, and things like that. You know, but well, yeah. I think just by the numbers, uh, the population of the Earth would probably go down by about a third. 
More than that, I bet. <laughs> Let's Probably. do it. There'd Let's be there would it. be somewhat call of call it the culling. Somewhat of a mass extinction. Yes. Call I it like the culling. I like the word. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a pretty good word actually. It implies murder with mass murder with intent. <laughs> Malevolent intent. Yes. <laughs> for the good of the planet. Well for the good mm-hmm. of yourself. But yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean this country would be fucked. Uh most of China would be fucked. Probably. Although uh, you know, maybe they'd get some help from the Russians, and the Russians already have Siberia, and that's basically the fucking Arctic Circle. So there's people living there. Well, no, the Russians would become the new Australia, basically. They uh, they couldn't deal with that. No, they couldn't. They're too they're too cold or frigid people. Um, <laughs> what? It's true. Too. Okay, that, forget what they I have said. ice in their veins. That's the Glen Miranji talking. Um, <laughs> the uh, the uh, Australia would be like Hawaii. South America would be like America. No, Australia would be like uh, ing like actually That'd probably be, be like Maryland. Yeah, it'd be like Maryland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maryland, my Maryland. They're fine with that. Don't that you ever sing that to me again. <laughs> it's definitely a song. That uh, is Maryland's the Maryland song. That's horrible. Maryland yeah. should hang itself. Kick ass flag. Shitty song. Actually, it's not a bad song. Unless oh, it's, it's, it unless the flag has forty five has has like nine mils on it, it's not kick ass. Maryland has the probably is in the top three state flags in the country. It has a crazy flag. It's not boring. Yeah, it's not boring. It's like a fee a heroin addict's fever dream. No. California's is okay. California's is dumb. It has a bear on it, bro. Yes, yeah, dumb. Fuck you. Now if the bear was giving you the finger, then it'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a flag yes. I could get behind, my man. Yes, there's room for improvement in all flags. Yeah. Fair enough. We should design a flag. Ooh. But it will be it will be a round flag. Fuck all this New rectangular flag bullshit. has some armless bird on it. <laughs> a, a kiwi? Yeah. Or a dodo? A kiwi. I don't think birds have arms. Whatever, you know what I'm talking about, man. Do you the mean bird, a flightless dude, bird? Dude, that bird has like skinny skinny ass legs and a fucking little head and no wings. A flamingo? No, it's a flamingos can fly. This thing doesn't fly as far as I'm concerned. It's just like a fat, a fat torso, tiny head bird. <laughs> it's like the, it's I don't know. It's like the, uh, damn it, what's his name? It's the Mr. The Bartlett of birds. <laughs> what's that uh, guy's name? Michael. Jay Sherman. It's the Jay Sherman of birds. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, Kiwis. Kiwis. Aren't those people from New Zealand? The Dutch. Yeah, they're from New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so Evan, so you're talking about SG-1 and all that? Yep. So I'll just mention real quick what I was mentioning earlier about and the show Andromeda, which is not a great show. Probably no one should watch it, although I'm, I'm into season <laughs> four now because <laughs> I'm an idiot. 
But so in the show, there's a, a race of people that are an offshoot of humans. It's kind of like in Star Trek, like in uh, like Khan Noonien Singh and all those guys. You know, they're like the augments. Yeah, they're like the augments, right? They're like the augments, but they're not. They're this other. They became this other race, and they're called Nietzscheans because they follow the the teachings of Frederick Nietzsche or whatever. Which I don't even really know what that means because I don't know anything about Frederick Nietzsche. But um, so in the show. These guys have what are known to be called bone blades. Oh my god! <laughs> and that, my friend, is a kiwi. <laughs> That's the first reaction when you see the New Zealand flag. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so, for those of you listening, uh, James just sent us a link. It says he, he googled kiwi bird silhouette. Yeah, it's and... the worst possible depiction of a kiwi bird you could ever want. It's a fucking <laughs> clip art silhouette. It's a fat. It's a fat fucking fucking horrible fat god's reject bird. It's like all the parts left over from a fucking uh, um. What's that other thing, man? That's full of part. It's made of parts. <laughs> They were talking about that last week, weren't they? A platypus, we? yeah. It's everything left over from a fucking platypus. It's like we got one pointy bone and two globs of fat. Okay. Bird. I'd say this Done. more related to like a radioactive uh, penguin. Yeah, there you go. I'll take that. <laughs> so I Google searched uh, just kiwi bird, and there's a lot of lots of pictures of it, and then also pictures of it on a diagram where the insides are a kiwi. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> people are ridiculous. But uh, yeah, looks looks interesting. Does not appear to have any quote unquote arms, as James said. Um, yeah, yeah so dude, that's... look at the real look at a real kiwi. It's horrible. It's literally legs, a ball of a body, and a ball of a head with a pointy, stupid head, stupid beak, and no fucking arms. It's like horrible. It's like. Every day this thing gets up, it's like God hates me, God hates me, God hates me. I have to so much, I'm so much criticism. What do you? Uh, how do you think the kiwi would describe you? <laughs> I don't know. Huh? I don't know. I love this picture of the slices. <laughs> they slice the kiwi with a fucking fruit inside. This is great. <laughs> This is the new aisle panel fucking... This is our new logo. It's our mascot. It's our flag. It's our mascot. Oh, my God. Jesus. Oh, my God. That's our mascot. That's our our spirit animal. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. I'm done. Please continue. Whoever is continuing. Back to Andromeda. All right. So, in Andromeda... Uh, they like I said, they had this race of people, Nietzscheans, and for whatever reason, I guess they're genetically engineered this way on purpose. They have something called bone blades sticking out of their forearms, and it's like three or four freaking like spike things that are made out of bone sticking out of their, each arm. Now I didn't know what this was for like the first season and a half of the damn show. Because no one ever explained it on the show. I thought these guys were wearing something with these things sticking out. I was like, okay. 
It's kind of a weird thing to wear, but I saw it on all the Nietzscheans and I was like, okay, all the Nietzscheans wear this thing. Cause it's like some like custom of theirs. That's what I thought. Then one day they start saying bone blades and I'm like bone blades. What the hell? It's like that thing's coming out of his damn arm. <laughs> they had That's never like explained it once. I was oh, like, I had to wow. Google it to see what you're talking about. Yeah. This is the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, it is dumb. They're wearing some leather, leather like, uh, yeah, exactly. Thing, and it looks like he's wearing some weird, some kind of weird. Okay, so here's a question I want to ask. Who is that? The black guy? I'm looking at both of them, but and this black guy has been in a bunch of sci-fi too. I feel sorry for that guy's a big monster. Yeah, here's the question I want to ask you: How do you get these freaking arm protectors on, and why would you wear these things? Like why no, would the, you Oh, you mean this leather thing that you put over your bone blades? How would you even get it on <laughs> with these fucking bone blades, dude? You'd have to take this thing on, slide it all the way past the bone blade, the bone blades, all the way up to your elbow, then bring it down slowly and care. It'd be like a 15-minute ordeal to get one on in the morning. Dude, mm-hmm. fuck you, Andromeda producers. Fuck you. Fuck these you are, for doing this. This is so stupid. <laughs> these are way bigger than I thought me too. They were when you described them. Yeah. And now that I can yeah, see it's... it, I'm like, this is dumb. It is dumb. It's the dumbest thing ever. I saw this, I was like, what the fuck? And like I said, I thought they were wearing something, which obviously they are wearing something because they're fucking actors. <laughs> and they're not, you know, no one has bone blades. But they didn't explain it. The whole thing is they didn't explain it forever. I had no yeah. idea it's supposed to be like a thing protruding from his fucking arm. And the show does a lot of stuff like that, like things they just don't explain. I'm like, fuck. Maybe maybe that's why they're uh, a relative failure. Mm-hmm. Shit, man, how'd it go on for five seasons then? I don't know. Much better sci-fi shows have been canceled far earlier. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Oh, this one, by the way, ke- executive producer Kevin Sorbo. Uh, awesome. I mean, he's also the star of the show, in case you guys didn't know. So let me ask you another question. Yeah. Why is it in <laughs> space, like in space TV shows, no one ever thinks about a catastrophic emergency? You know? Like, never once, I never remember any Star Trek episode where they were like, oh, explosive decompression is a thing. You know what I mean? Except for the things that involved, like, the hangar bay, and they use it as a plot device to expel someone into space. But that's so rare. Like, in a battle, it was never like, oh, shit, there's a hole in the hull, and fucking Data got sucked out of a fucking airlock, sucked out of the side of the ship. Like, that never happened. That not, never- much, not much in the TV shows. However, they actually uh, did that a lot in the, some of the more recent Star Trek movies. So it's just cost, then? It's a cost thing. Probably. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they've done it, and they say, oh, you know, they say, oh, hold breach on deck, blah, force fields are in place, or whatever. It's like, okay. So, yeah, you know, that's fine. Movies, but- I'm just looking at Kevin Sorbo's uniform, and it's basically like some leather menagerie, and I'm like, ugh, why is there so much leather in space? This is stupid. Why don't you wear a space suit? You know, like every book that I've ever read about space, the author's like, oh, if there's decompression you need to have a helmet with you at all times you need to have a suit a ship suit that can function as a lightweight spacesuit for emergencies you know 
not just some fucking leather, some cool ass looking leather thing where they stole basically stole a design from every an, every anime space, you know, an army. Ugh. Well, it kind of looks like an old, at least the top. Uh, there are some similarities to like old uh, British Navy jackets, and even Did you know in some of the older Star Trek uniforms, like uh, uh, the the formal ones where they have like a flap that you can fold down. I'm yeah, not describing we, it very we, well, but yeah, Evan, we need to make that the new IO panel uh, dress uniform. Is a okay. uniform with that flap. Yeah, I like I like the uh, the the old Star Trek dress uniforms. Mm-hmm. I like I like uniforms with that flap. Look, I would love to wear something with that flap every day. You know, you like a fancy can they be and can they be hat. the white ones? Yeah, a- Admiral. Well, no, I think it was uh, Admiral Neil. It wasn't. It was Admiral well, Blevins. Admiral I, Blevins. <laughs> I will. I will accept. I will accept that uh, nomination. The Commandant Neil. Yeah. What? Uh, shit. Uh, Star Trek. Um, what movie was it where they were on the ship? Was it Generations? And then? Where, like, Riker was getting married or something, and then they had, like, the white dress uniform? Well... Hmm. They're, he's, getting, of, he's getting married on in Star Trek. Uh, is it is it Insurrection? Maybe it's Insurrection. Was it the other one? No, it was Not, the, it was the one after that, or the one after that. It was. Uh, okay. Well, whatever it is, not the formal dress uniforms that were on Picard's uh, clone. Star Trek Nemesis. There you go. Oh, yeah, they yeah, okay. got it. They Not the it. ones that look like dresses, though. That's just like a really long shirt. Fuck that. Insurrection. <laughs> Insurrection. Is it was it called Insurrection ne- Nemesis? No, no it's called Star Trek Nemesis. Okay, well, I'm looking at this. Our Star Trek. Uh, for Insurrection's the a different one. Cosplaysky.com, and it's like Star Trek Insurrection Nemesis white mess dress uniform. Maybe it was in both. But, you know, here's the weird thing. <laughs> the weird thing is it's like a white kind of mini coat thing. And then in the picture, Picard is wearing a white, I guess, I guess the whole thing is a, his, the, the center line is white, but on Crusher, on Beverly's and, uh, Rikers and Diana yep. Troy, theirs is, is gray or blue, which is mm-hmm. kind of weird. It's cause they're females. No, well, fucking yes, William Riker. Riker. Yeah, William oh. Riker is a. <laughs> Sorry, have you I seen the video? I thought you have said you Crusher seen... and Troy. I was like, okay. Have you yeah, seen the great? Have you seen the great video? That's like, like, st- like John Luke Picard arguing with Darth Vader. It's like a college humor video. No, no. Oh my god, it's so hilarious! And in the video, Riker keeps putting his putting one leg up on stuff, and Crusher walks in the room and he puts one leg up on her head, and she like fucking. <laughs> Injects him with something, and he passes out. <laughs> Dude, it's hilarious. I'm gonna find it. We'll All watch right. it now, but we'll put it in the show notes. All right, we'll so, put it in the show notes. Along one, with five thousand Kiwi silhouettes. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I will say about uh, the show Andromeda. One thing that I do like the the names of all the ships are uh, pretty good. 
Like, it's not just like, oh, the Enterprise, the this, the that. You know, like, the main ship is called the Andromeda Ascendant. Mm-hmm. And then other ships are like the Clarion's Call. Or, what's another one? Something of Judgment. Let's see. They all have, like, names like that. Oh, the Balance of Judgment. That's another ship. They all have names like that, which I kind of like. So they're like if you had, you know, a thirty-foot boat at a dock somewhere, and you named it and just painted it on the back, it's like that. Ah, uh, well, like, you, like can name, you can name them anything, really. Gone fishing. fishing. Yeah, whatever. I think those names are dumb. How about that? It's fine, dude. If you're gonna, this name one, you. the Wrath of Achilles. What's another name one? It Invictus. Or uh, the Emperor's Own or Princess Royal. Those are names you give ships. Okay, yeah. fucking names that people are like, damn. Or no, call a ship Phobos. People are like, oh shit. You know? Since we just talked about them, the Remen Warbird Scimitar. Mm. <laughs> yep, that's from uh, Nemesis there. I can uh, hear... I can hear your back scratcher. That's a good, good <laughs> device, <laughs> and I enjoy it. So, in, in in the in the in the new book I'm I'm reading that I just finished, which I'm going to talk about in our Audible section, I haven't posted there. But um, the 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 main character he names his he names his ship uh, after his wife, who gave it to him, and the ship's called uh, it's called. Marta the Harlot. <laughs> and then he lets his daughter name two ships and her daughter his daughter names one Joan the Fatty <laughs> after <laughs> someone she hates in college. And then Steve the Hero, which is like basically named after something about a frog who travels through space. <laughs> awesome. There's all it's like it's like equivalent to being like you name it like a battleship Dora the Explorer, you know, like what? <laughs> that's that's our battleship name. Did yeah. you see the campaign for Bodie McBoatface? Yes, yes, I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> they did not go through with it though. Nope. They did not. Didn't they they didn't they do that with something else and it and it did go through? Like a uh, like a space thing? I'm not sure. I thought I remember hearing about it on Colbert like a long time ago, but I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> what is it with people? Like if so okay, there's one person who says, Oh, Bodie McBoatface, that's the name. And then there's like a million other people who like who use their votes to vote for that name. You know? Like like they would they would have voted for, you know, Pride of the Pride of the Fleet or the Explorer's Own or Captain of the Sea and then Bodie McBoatface. And they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Bodie McBoface it is. You know what I mean? Like, someone, like, people, millions of people voted for that, and it's like millions of people became, like, assholes all at one, all in one shot right then. <laughs> it's just life imitating memes. So, I found what it was. It was a piece of the International Space Station called Tranquility. Um, and they were gonna, so they had a naming competition for it. And Colbert on his show said, "Hey, why don't we why don't we all vote to have it named after me?" 
So apparently they they voted for that, and that probably would have been the the winner. But they decided, you know, they of course they didn't go with it. So in their in their contest rules, they said we'll take it into account, but we have the final say. You know. Man. Oh, okay, so that's smart. I mean, I don't think anything's wrong with calling something Colbert, as long as they didn't call it like the Colbert Space Wrench. Yeah, exactly, or whatever. You know, something stupid. You know, or the uh, the Albert Cubieri Drive, as yeah. I like to say. Al Albert Cubier, Al Cubier. Yes, good old Al. I think it's his last. I think that no, this is his last name's Al Cubier. Oh, but get this. So oh, Al. it's okay. <laughs> they named <laughs> they named something else instead of the instead of that thing which ended up being called Tranquility. They named a a special treadmill that the astronauts are going to start using. Well, they're using it now up there. And they called that Colbert. That's cool. And it's it's an acronym. Combined Operational Load-Bearing External Resistance Treadmill. That's weak. They just tried to fit. They just they decided they were going to give them one, then they had to come up with an acronym well, to yeah, make of course. it sound legitimate. Of course. Yeah. No, they want to take advantage of the, fa- of the fame. The fame. The fame. Getting involved, getting involved. What are you eating? Yeah, yeah what are you choking down over there? I'm not eating anything. That's yeah, a right. lie. <laughs> We're seeing you shovel. <laughs> There's literally popcorn in your beard. <laughs> I've been found out. Fuck. My cover is blown. <laughs> James, say any word right now. Your mouth is full of popcorn. popcorn. <laughs> 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 Oh, oh my god. Oh, James, why are you such a ridiculous person? <laughs> I don't know. He's got his red he's got his red alert lights on behind him. <laughs> That's right. Oh man. I'm gonna make it so these lights flash. So next time you guys see them, you might oh shit. Are you using an app? Actually, I did look at the Philips home lighting system thing. Mm-hmm. It's like 199 bucks. The Hue thing or whatever? Hue, yeah, I did look at it. I saw it. I was like, it's pretty cool, actually. Pretty useless, but still pretty cool. I agree. Useless enough to spend $200 on? Uh-huh. I didn't <laughs> yet, though. <laughs> but I would really like to. Nice. All right. Show. What were we talking about here? So, oh, bad sci-fi. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that. Um, James was talking about his book. We're kind of jumping all over the place here, but that's okay. Yeah. Let me put a space there. What the crap? So I wanted to talk about um, a news story that came out this past week regarding... There was, so there was a court decision 
basically the FBI, they ran a kind of sting operation where they, they took over a child pornography site that was hidden on the Tor network. So somehow they found out where, where, wherever the server was, they found out, they took it over and they booby trapped the stuff people were downloading. So people would download it. Now they download it over the Tor network, so they're still, you know, anonymous. Mm-hmm. But once they downloaded it to their own computer, whatever they downloaded would phone home to the FBI. And so the FBI would get their IP address, their actual IP address, and some other information from the computer, like, you know, the computer's host name, the operating system it's running, the MAC address, etc. How would one do that? I have no idea. But <clears throat> they, uh, yeah, they did a, so they had a sting. They did all this, but people were trying to file a thing against the FBI saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, you can't, you can't do that. And the judge said, no, nope, they can. And unfortunately, Really, what the judge has said, it boils down to the Fourth Amendment does not protect your home computer. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... So uh, what is the Fourth Amendment exactly, Michael? Uh, what it's is the, the Fourth Amendment? It's the amendment that lets us, as Americans, uh, be horrible people and download child pornography. I'm kidding. No, it's um. I'm pretty sure that's. I'm gonna double check here, but I'm pretty sure that's the one that's unreasonable search and seizure. Let's see. Yeah, it prohibits unreasonable searches and seizures and requires a warrant. That's basically that's what it is. Challenged. That's what it is. So it's like they searched your computer without a warrant, basically. You know. Yeah, that should be challenged and overturned. Is it really ideally? Well, they don't have that. They put uh, they put a bug in your computer that called them and said, "Yo, I'm here and I love porn." They don't actually have root access to your computer, right? They're just calling out of your computer. Right. They haven't searched or seized your computer. Mm. Eh, debatable. I mean, if you look at what the Fourth Amendment is, it doesn't cover that. Um, like, it's just like if you put pictures of your girlfriend, you, you and your girlfriend nude on Google servers, or that's not a good. Let, let's say you put your plans to conquer the world on Google servers, and then someone, and then uh, the FBI seizes that information. That's not protected because when you give your information, no, to no, someone no. Else, but what if the plans are on your home computer? If you don't have enough protection to protect your home computer from being violated, if you leave the door open and someone can see the plans, or they, or they, you leave the door open and they can put something inside your house that says, "Hey, here are the plans," you know that's really your fault. It's like leaving an open Footlocker. I didn't. It's your fault you get robbed. I didn't. I didn't leave the door open though. You did leave the door open. If they can put a fucking virus in your computer, if you're gonna, I mean, I. I get what you're saying, but I don't think that that falls under illegal search and seizure. 
I really don't think it does. I, I mean, they put, they I mean, I don't give a shit. Computer. These guys are are freaking child pornography guys, so whatever, fuck them, you know. No, but, but no, but, I, but it does set poor, a precedent, unfortunately. Right, it's the, right. It's the precedent, right? But you're you're absolutely right. But here's the thing, right? If you connect to this server to get illegal stuff, you're basically fair game. Yeah, but what if it's what if the FBI just wants to? Do it with something that's not illegal. So what what you do in that case is you then you have a grounds for suing them because then you can say, hey, I connected to a legitimate, I connected to the title MP3 service, and you leverage that service to get into my computer. You had no grounds to even be connected to that service. You had no grounds to go into that service and target me. What are your grounds? What 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 li- viable reason could you have? To go to title and say we need access to your servers because we're going to put this callback home virus on here. There's no grounds to do that. They had a grounds to be on that on that child pornography site because it's illegal, you know. So they had the, they were within their well within their rights to go there and do whatever they wanted to that stuff. And then I still connected to there. That's on me. They didn't even try to catch me. They just said here's some we're going to put this stuff on here and if we catch somebody, great. If we don't, great. They weren't targeting me. You know, if I did that, you know, you feel what I'm saying? It's not like they were targeting one particular person or something. So I guess the rule of thumb is don't go on child pornography sites and you'll be good to go. You know, you'll be straight. I mean, if you go, if you go to sites and stuff like that, like we all know this as computer guys, if you go on, if you go do things that are illegal, you download torrents that are like crazy or something, you're taking the liability into your hands that you could get some kind of crazy ass virus, you know? And we or do things to federal prosecution. Stuff. Sure, absolutely. Even if you down, if you download porn, um, just regular porn with certain actresses in it, you're taking your fucking future into your own hands. If you should, I know as a rule, if I download pornography that came that comes from comes from a, a certain actresses, not even illegal ones, not even ones that were minors, just like not like Sasha Gray or something like that. But if I download porn by actresses who were who for whatever reason they work for whatever company who is notoriously su- who notoriously goes after downloaders i know that i'm taking my life into my own hands when it comes to dealing with these possible the possible lawsuit or whatever legal bullshit they try to pull you know or if you download hbo like if you download an hbo movie on torrents a tv show on torrents you are taking your whole situation into your own hands is that true Be- i mean yeah because hbo goes after people they don't do it a lot, but they do. Sometimes they do it. Sometimes you get caught up in a whole thing. I got caught up in something for downloading some HBO stuff, but it was all notices. I got notices from Verizon saying, "Oh, we detected that you did this, and please don't, please stop." But then in another particular time, I downloaded something. I downloaded something with Sasha Gray in it, um, mm-hmm. and you know, it had nothing to do with. She was not. She was of age in the video. It wasn't like whatever. I downloaded it. Matter of fact, because you guys were like, Sasha Gray is so hot. And I was like, who the hell is Sasha Gray? So I downloaded this thing with Sasha Gray in it. And I didn't even look at it. I downloaded it and I was like, delete. You know what I mean? I was like, whatever. And then. Why? I got sued by. He's like, why? I was in. He's like, that's a waste. I got involved in a. I got involved in a lawsuit with, with like, I don't know, a thousand of John Doe's for this because her company she works for violently goes after people who download their stuff, their content. <laughs> violently? Extreme rendition. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, James right? got kidnapped to Guatemala. 
luckily when I downloaded it, it was I left it seat. They they didn't da- they didn't, they didn't get it when I downloaded it. They I left it seating. So because I left it seating in like at like nine a.m. during the day sometime when some d- douchebag was in his office and decided to check his logs, he saw or he or decided to do whatever pull whatever report they did or do whatever scan they did. They found my computer with a bunch of other computers. And they went after us through Verizon and the other various companies. But I was able to say, hey, I was at work. It wasn't me. And they're like, oh, okay. And they dropped it. You know? Because the case is very flimsy anyway. Like, the case would never stand up in court. Like, court... like, And we're going down a whole rabbit hole here. But the long, the, the, the long and short of it is, there's yeah. certain things that if you do it, you gotta know that you're taking a risk. Yeah, I mean, I... Thankfully, I have never been called on anything um but i am a sasha gray fan yeah i've gotten i've gotten a cease and desist for something i don't remember what we downloaded i think it was that damn movie battleship (laughs) well let me ask you gentlemen a very important question and i already know the answer to this um are you using a vpn right we talked about this in one of our first shows i think uh-huh. The 14 eyes and all that. Yeah. So you definitely need to be Well, see, that's what these guys were doing, right? So they were I mean, they weren't using a VPN or maybe they were, I don't know, but they were using um Tor, right? Yeah. So, and well, in this particular case, that would not have helped these particular people. Right. Um but yeah. Uh you should definitely use a VPN service to at least mask any traffic you don't want anyone to know about. Mm-hmm. Or, so, or, you know, they're going to know about it, but they're not going to be able to trace it back to you. So, Yeah. I mean, in theory, they can't tell what it is. It's just traffic. Although I believe the provider that you and I are using, Evan, unless you've changed providers, is one of the 14 eyes. Uh... No, I have not changed. However... The I'm pretty sure the NSA has the like bulk decryption devices and all the ISP offices. So if they really want to, they're going to get it. I'm not worried about it though. Yeah, no, that's true. Since when did laws stop the government from doing what they want? Exactly. Right. Right. If well, they want something, they're going to get it because laws are not. It doesn't matter. If you're on their shit list, kiss your ass goodbye to the government. True. True. All right. Let's see. Next on the list here, Windows Update. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have noticed this or not, if you guys are still using Windows 7. Um, but a lot of people have been complaining about this, and I've noticed this myself when working on a few Windows 7 machines. Mm-hmm. Windows Update has been extremely slow. And that means, you know, you go to the start menu, open up Windows Update, hit check for updates, and it might take an hour or two hours or seven hours. And it'll just say checking for updates, checking for updates. Or two like, days, in my case. <laughs> or two days, exactly. <laughs> so <clears throat> Microsoft has released a fix for this, supposedly, um, just just recently. And... Now, apparently it's part of an optional update or something, but, well, anyway, it's detailed in the article in the show notes, 
it tells you what to what you need to download and everything. Basically, in this article, they they kind of talk about it because they say other people noticed it being fixed when when other unrelated updates were installed. But they all all the updates turns out had one thing in common. They all replaced a file called Win32. I think Win32k.sys or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that must be what this latest update is is fixing. Um. So yeah. So if you guys have seen uh, or had this problem, go ahead and get that get that update. I remember uh, the last time I imaged a system with Windows Seven, um, the SVC host was taking up like eighty percent of the RAM. Then there was an update to fix that, which you know capped it out at like forty percent or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't make anything faster. It, I mean, it just didn't take up as much of the system memory. So overall, it was faster, but it didn't start updating faster. Hmm. But it took about two days to get for for Windows update itself to be like, okay, you can install these thirty-seven updates or whatever. Um, now, of course, I went out and downloaded a couple myself and installed them manually um but after that two-day period everything was fine like check for updates it's like okay found six new ones you know there was there was no delay after that initial push it must have uh updated that that file i guess yeah one of those updates must have taken care of it so yeah i've i recently was working on a couple windows 7 machines and i noticed the same problem and if you Google it, a lot of other people are are having the same issue. So I'm just glad to see that Microsoft finally acknowledged it and and fixed it. Because before it was like, nah, you're crazy. Yeah, you you know what would fix that? Upgrade to Windows 10. Yeah, well, that's what a lot of other people, a lot of people on the net were were thinking. They're like, it's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. They want everyone to upgrade yeah. to Windows 10. <laughs> We're all gonna have to yep. do it anyway. Which, it won't matter if you're not doing it. If you're like, oh, I'm gonna. I mean, you it. don't have to. No, but it, it, you don't have to update, do anything. I mean, the free no, update but, goes is good through July 29th. Yeah, at some point you're gonna you're gonna end up being regretting being stuck in Windows Seven. I mean, it won't be anytime soon, but in the next like three years, you're gonna be like, okay, I need to upgrade. Right, and Windows, as Evan mentioned, the uh, so they've been offering the free upgrade for almost a year now they started it in july on july 29th 2015 and they're going to end it supposedly july 29th 2016 so if you haven't updated to windows 10 yet which they're offering for free i would probably recommend you do so now if you're up if you're uber paranoid i would and i actually did this i created a a backup of my computer before I updated. And I don't just mean like I backed up my files. I mean like I made an image of the computer using the... And actually, I ended up just using the built-in... Windows 7 has a system image tool uh, built into it. So I just used that to create an image. And then it lets you create a, a bootable like recovery disk that you can use to restore the image. So basically, I ended up storing the... the re- the backup image on a another hard drive. And then if so, if I had to, I could boot up off the CD and restore from that image, go back to windows seven. But so I did that. So I created the backup and then I went ahead and did the free up the free upgrade. Cause once you do the free upgrade, let's say I do the free upgrade and I say, Oh, you know what? 
this this Windows 10 ain't working out. I want to go back to Windows 7. I could go back to Windows 7, but then later, let's say in six months or a year, I could say, you know what, I really do want to go to Windows 10. From Microsoft, you can go download the Windows 10 ISO right now, and they're still going to offer it later. It doesn't matter. You can download the ISO, install it on your computer, and because I did the free upgrade already once before, my computer has already been activated with Microsoft automatically for Windows 10. So later in six months or a year, if I want to download Windows 10 and install it, I go ahead and do that, and it'll go and it'll just activate because it'll say, "Oh, this is the same computer. We know who this is. You know, he's good. Activated." Because now you don't even use product keys unless you're, you, really? you're using the enterprise version or something. But yeah, like if you just download the free version of Windows, like if, you know, if you do it through Windows and it says, "Hey, let's install your free upgrade," you say, "Okay." There's no product keys anywhere. But what if you want to like just buy Windows 10? You can still do that, right? You can. It's uh, two hundred dollars for the home version and three hundred dollars for the for the pro version, unless you get yeah. a OEM version. But yep. Okay. So, I mean, that seems pretty typical. Wasn't Windows XP Home was like two hundred? And- no, yeah, it's a typical price. I'm just saying you could do that, or you could get a co- a free copy <laughs> by. You know, go ahead and doing it now. And like I said, you know, make a copy of your system beforehand. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Basically, you could, you, James is right. You don't have to do anything, you know, or you could do it in a year. But then you're, if they don't, unless they continue the free upgrade thing, which they might. But right now, they, you know, it's no, they're not. Then there's a good way to get a copy of Windows for free. You know. True. Or get, get a newer copy of Windows for free. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, the theory is you bought a copy of Windows at some point, because otherwise, how would you have Windows, right? In theory, that is correct. <laughs> Even if it was, you know, you bought a Dell and it came with Windows, okay, so you paid for it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Are you still there running is. Windows uh, 7, right, Evan? Correct. Yeah, but you haven't noticed any update woes on your own computer? Oh, I don't update. Is it off or is it just it's doing its own thing or what? No, it's off. It's off. Yep. <laughs> uh, That's on this computer. I actually have I have Windows 10 installed on two other uh, systems. Oh, okay. And that's fine. I see. But Windows Windows updates are off, huh? Yes. You got AV on that system? Yeah, I mean, sort of. I have the Microsoft Security Essentials if you count that. I do count that. Well, I got that. Okay, I thought you were gonna say I count, I count me and my Hawkeye. Like, <laughs> like. <laughs> I got, uh, I got PC Sillin running back here. <laughs> Mark one eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like that. Uh, .jpg exe looks pretty tempting here. Let me find out what that is. Uh huh. Dot text. js. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. So. So, folks, the lesson here is don't be like Evan. Um, <laughs> Whatever, man. This thing's been running strong for like a year with no updates. Jeez. He's just he's just begging for it, folks. He's just begging for it. Yeah. But that's fine. That's fine. Um. All right. So, James, you want to tell us about your uh, 
your book here. You told us a little about it earlier, a little bit about it earlier. Um, yeah, sorry, I was eating chips. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep, we can tell, you asshole. <laughs> All right, so um, this book is uh, <clears throat> it's called Perimeter Defense, or Sector 8, Perimeter Fence, uh, book one. Perimeter Fence? Perimeter, perimeter Defense. Ah. Uh, book one by Michael Atamanov. Yeah, Atamanov. <laughs> uh, so the book, the character, main character is Russian. And I, I imagine that this book is probably written in Russian. But the translation, it's seamless. You know, uh, I couldn't tell at all. Uh, the book is great. It's absolutely amazing. You can barely probably- read, James. You know that. <laughs> Well, no, I'm listening. Sorry. That's the thing. I, it's an audiobook by, brought to our by our sponsor, Audible. Our our sponsor, Audible. Um, right. And, uh, it's a great book. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. If you liked Ready Player One, if you liked Armada, which is a very similar book where a character plays a video game and the video game becomes real life or becomes something else yet to be determined, then you'll love this book. Uh, basically... The main character is a. I, I, I feel like the author probably played lots and lots and lots of Eve. So there's lots of. If you played Eve Online or you played. Uh, or you play Star Citizen or uh, probably mostly Eve Online, then you will understand a lot of the terminology and stuff from this game, from this movie, and you'll. This book, and you'll think it's really, really good. Uh, basically, the whole book takes place. He's a care. He's, he's a. Uh, for hire fleet commander who comes in, trains your fleet, and then uses them in large battles that he organizes and, and executes with your with your fleets. And he gets hired by a guy, drugged, and then he wakes up in this VR, this entire VR, full body VR rig, where he's inside this game, and the game is a game for the elites, a game for the top, the top, you know, ten percent of humanity. With is about a hundred thousand players, and it's an entire universe like Star Citizen or like Eve Online, where you can visit the planets, and there's different voice characters for everybody. And I mean, it's honestly, if it was a real game, it'd be amazing. And he basically lives in this world, solving this guy's problems, while while there's this whole intrigue going on in quote unquote the real world that you don't know about, and that is basically lays out as a mystery for you. And then there's all these other kind of like political intrigues and issues with royalty and everything else going on in the main book, along with space battles and all kinds of things like that. Honestly, I totally enjoyed the book. My favorite book right now. Uh, I'm just hungry for it's very rare that I'll get a book and I'm like, I need to get the hard copy of the next book so I can read it right now. And this is one of those books that I'm like, where's the next book? Where's the next book? It just <laughs> came out, though, so there's not going to be another book for a while. But honestly, the best 12 hours I spent re-listening to something, it's an amazing book. Totally worth your money. If you don't have an Audible account, well, you're fucked. But uh, you can definitely go buy the book and just read it like a pleb. But, uh, you know. Well, I would suggest well, they get a free Audible account. That's right. At... At, at audibletrial.com slash iopanel. There you go. So you can go um, there, sign up for a free for an account. The first month is free. The first book is free. Basically, you get one credit. 99% of the books are one credit. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> I've even seen books that are 60 hours long that are one credit. Absolutely. So I think maybe Game of Thrones might be more than one credit. Other than that, I haven't seen anything else that's more than one credit. I don't credit. think it is. I don't think it is. I think I think uh, the Game of Thrones I've seen, books I've seen, are not like Fire and Ice and stuff like that. They're all mm-hmm. one credit. No, oh, so there you go. Long. They're huge. Um, the token stuff is one credit. Uh, stuff by me and Michael's favorite author. Um, the, his books are like 47 hours. They're one credit. Or 25 hours, 26 hours, 37 hours. Um, I can't think of his name, but it's like me. 127 hours. <laughs> I'm sure there's a book. Are you talking about Neil Stevenson? Neil Stevenson, yeah. Yeah. His his books are one credit, and they're really good. <clears throat> um, but this book is honestly awesome. It has nothing to do with our sponsor or anything like that. Uh, we talk about Evan, Michael, and I talk about Audible because we love Audible because it's great. But this particular book is absolutely amazing. Whether you read it, listen to it, or braille it out, this is a book for you. It's awesome. <laughs> braille it out. I like that. Yeah, braille it out. How how long is this book in in about, hours, James? About twelve hours. About twelve hours. About twelve hours. Yeah. Okay, that's about average for an audio book. Yeah, it's not and too it's, bad. Uh, it's really good, man. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, super, super glad I uh, was able to get a hold of it. And I wish that the I can't wait till the next one comes out. I hope it doesn't take more than a, a year for the next one to come out. It's really good. I mean, for me, I'm a stickler about like light minutes and light hours and like all the little details that we know, all the things we know to be fact about space travel. This author doesn't do that, which I find slightly annoying, but. The book is so good and stands so well on its own that I don't care about the fact that they say, he says, oh, this ship is 2,000 miles away <laughs> instead of like, you know, kilometers or something like that, which kind of shocks me. But that's also one of the things that helped, makes me believe that this was a translation and, and not so much a something that was written for American listeners. But uh, that doesn't really matter, honestly. Those small details... And a good space book, space books are the great test of whether the suspension of disbelief is truly there or not. Because when the suspension of disbelief is in place and functioning properly, you don't care about whatever crazy stupidity the author says by accident. That doesn't matter because you're so sucked into the story. Mm-hmm. And you just want to live in that world. And that's how this guy does. So like, like you want to live in this game. I want to play this game. I want to live in this world. It's awesome. Everything about it is great. I'm I'm so pleased. It's like Ready Player One or Armada. Like those were terrific books that I want to be a part of. I want in my life, you know. And I think you'll enjoy this. So definitely check it out. Awesome. I probably listened to some other stuff this week too. I'm gonna look at my phone and see, but it was totally unmemorable. Whatever it was. <laughs> I've been. It's funny you you mention uh, space space books because I've been re-listening to the Star Carrier series by uh ian douglas i'm on book three right now there's a new one isn't there a star carrier well there wasn't when i looked last week but maybe maybe there is now i don't know i got up to book i believe i have up to book six in that series um i haven't seen a newer one yet but hopefully there'll be a new one soon Oh, yeah. I did listen to a couple other books, and this is sad because these books are really good. Like, these books are all sevens, in my opinion, for space books. Um, they're all continuations of other series. So, Victory by Nick Webb, which is the part three in the uh, in the Constitution story, 
the Constitution Trilogy by Nick Webb. It's a very good, you know, humans versus aliens. The aliens attack. The entire fleet's destroyed. All but one very old ship that's ready to be retired. And that ship and that captain go through and pull through. It's basically that's the theme of that story. And so it's, it's Battlestar Galactica? Basically, but there's a time-traveling aspect to it, which is kind of interesting. And they wrap around, the time-traveling aspect weaves its way through all three books, and it wraps around to the end of the last book, where the time-travel cycle repeats itself. Um, so Victory is the last book in that three-part series, and it's really good. Uh, very enjoyable. Uh, Man of War, Rebellion, book one. This was actually really good. There's not a... There's not more of it, unfortunately, out yet. It's only with the one book. Uh, and then the last one was Stellar Fox. Stellar Fox is the other space trope, which is untested captain, uh, saves the fleet, the country, the, the state, the world, the population, or whatever. Uh, untested captain saves something, and then continues the next three or four books to fight for his value by the fleet the state, the Royal council or whatever the case may be. And that's what the stellar Fox is, but it's really good. Uh, actually I was sitting in my car, listening to the book at work instead of going in the office. And the guy next to me pulled up, parked his car, got his stuff out the car and left. And then when I left work at the end of the day, I happened to be sitting in my car, talking on the phone to my mom. And the same guy came up and it was Friday before 4th of July. The same guy walked up, and there was nobody left in the parking lot because he and I were like the last ones leaving at like 4 or 5 o'clock. And I said to him, I said, dude, I put my mom on hold. I said, hold on. <laughs> and I said, dude, uh, you and me, we're the brave souls. You know, you know, we came in early. We're leaving late, man. It's like we're doing the right thing. He's like, yeah, absolutely. And he was like, what book are you listening to? He's like, I like space books too and blah, 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 blah. And I started explaining him the book, and I was like, oh, shit, my mom's on the phone. You know, but uh, yeah, nice I thought, guy. I thought he was going to ask, have you been sitting in your car all day? Yeah, yeah. that's what I would have thought. <laughs> no, 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 no. But uh, yeah, I mean, he was pretty interested in what I was, and I was telling him about the book or whatever. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's just kind of funny. But yeah, the Stellar Fox is really good. Um, but Sector 8 Perimeter Defense was absolutely amazing. Definitely go grab it. Go read it. Whatever you got to do to get it into your system. Um. Osmosis. Osmosis, yeah. Doesn't right. work so well, but worth a try. It's worth a try. Alright. Do you guys know of any books that start from the end? Isn't doesn't John's dot John dies in the end start from the end? <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, just the title on that one. John Dies at the End by David Wong. Who's not Asian at all? Yeah. Um, no, I, Evan, I don't. Uh, I don't think I do. Yeah, I don't either. Okay. Well, if you come across any, uh, that's kind of interesting to me. Fair enough. Yep. All right. Oh, oh let me. We, we're at game three here. Let me just say something about that. So, uh, Robert Space Industries has done a, a few creepy things uh, in the last couple weeks. So, they released 2.4. We talked about that. That adds a few feature changes, uh, some good, some, some great. 
to their to their test universe that they have. Um, very cool. But something that a lot of people are complaining about, which I wasn't aware of until earlier this week, they changed their terms of service. So hmm. after the whole, for those of you who don't know, I think we might have talked about this, but I, we may not. It might have been before the IO panel. But basically, another game developer who's normal, who's notoriously full of haterade about any mo- any book he doesn't, anything he doesn't like, he uh, complained about Star Citizen, and they gave him a refund because he complained so much and wrote so many bad posts and did so much stuff. They gave him a full refund for everything he did in the game. So they said, anyone who wants a refund will give you a refund. Of course, most people did not want a refund. You know, most people wanted what they had in the game. They're excited about the game, and they believe in it, including myself. Here's the thing. They changed the terms of service, basically saying we're not going to give any more refunds out, A, unless we have the money to give you a refund, and B, if you're, as long as your money hasn't been used. And only in the case if no game ever comes out, period, and we and we announce officially that there will not be a game coming out. So they put a lot of stipulations and qualifiers on the fact of whether you get a refund or not. Now, here's the thing. I think most people have only put in 30 or 40 bucks in the game. Even the people who put in a couple hundred dollars into the game, they might be salty for a little while, but not so salty that they're willing to go ham and and uh, ask and, and like sue them for their money back. Um, honestly, I'm pretty... What we've received so far and what they have so far... If tomorrow, Chris Roberts said we only have enough operating capital to go for another six months, so we're going to stop production on anything new, and we're only going to release what we have right now in the state it is in now. Even if they just did that, and another company came in later and finished and cleaned what what they had done up until now, I'd be pretty satisfied with it. I'd be kind of feel kind of gypped because I feel like there's so much more they've never put in, but at the same time I'd be pretty satisfied with the gameplay we have right now. Uh, so I don't know. There, there's a lot, and I think they've done a lot that they have not released. I think somewhere on a server somewhere is like all the completed, the big completed ships and everything they've. they've I think they've finished everything, but they're holding it back until they release the single player game. So barring something really crazy happening, I think we're going to get everything we paid for. Except for, like, dogs and uh, the AI AI character companions, which were probably, like, you know, you'd have, like, you could have friends and hire people. That's not implemented yet, nowhere near being implemented. Um, it's probably just a white paper r- right now. So, anyway, that's all I wanted to say about that. Uh, it's I'll put some some stuff in the show notes for guys to check out. There's a video, good video explaining about it. Um, is it a reason to be worried about the game? I don't think so. I think it's more or less just, you know, kind of like what we would expect. Like we all kind of think, Oh, Robert space industries and cloud Emporium games, star citizen is very nice and fluffy and everything else. No, they're business and they have to protect their business. And they also have to say, hey, we got all this money, and there's no way we'll be able to return people's money if we spent it, which they probably have, because they have no financing from anyone else. So they've probably spent most of this money. They have like four offices and like three or 400 plus employees. They've spent the money we've given them. So Why would people expect to 
their money to be returned. I have no idea because it's a Kickstarter and normally you don't get your money back. So I don't know why people would expect that, but I think because of this guy, the precedent they made with this guy by giving him his money back because he was such a fucking thorn in their side. They think people, they probably, people have probably, some people probably asked. They're salty because the game was supposed to come out in 2014 and it's 2016 now and the game's not out yet. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, the single player game is supposed to come out in June of this year. It's not out yet. You know, now they're talking Gamescon in October. They're going to have something to release. I mean, something, another cool add in to release. Dude, where's the fucking full, full player? This is a full single player game. It's supposed to be out for summer. You know, I was planning on quitting my job summertime and just playing this game, dedicating myself to playing Star Citizen for the next six months under the care of my girlfriend. So, yeah. um, <laughs> like she was going to wipe me and everything, you know, so we had, we had planned. Mom! <laughs> Mom! <laughs> don't come downstairs, but where's my food? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll keep you guys up to date, of course, because I'm a Star Citizen fanboy, and uh, we'll see what happens. That's it. Mm-hmm. So they were supposed to have a full game two years ago. Well, the the the, the universe was supposed to be released two years ago. Uh, okay. The single because the the whole Kickstarter started in 2012, and they said by by 2014 we'll have everything out. So what they've done is in 2014 I think they released the hangar module. Then in 2015 they released the. Uh, they released some more hangar stuff, and they released Arena Commander, and then they no 2014 they released Arena Commander late 2014, then 20 late 2015 they released 1.0, and then in early 2016 they released 2.0, and then one point uh and then 2.4, and now they've released a point. A, a a gradual incremented release every month. So every month they release 2.4, 2.3, 2.5, know whatever, like that. So they said 2.7 will have procedural planets, which will be amazing. Uh, 2.4, 2.5 should have a bunch of small stuff, but that will like add to the persistence characteristics of the game. 2.8, 2.9 should have more AI characters uh, that are functional, it should have a functioning economy. Like, they already have an economy, but they should have a test economy that really affects how things work by three or something like that. You know, but they, they're supposed to have the, the, the single-player game supposed to be out this summer, and they haven't said anything about it, so maybe that'll happen. Not even to mention the first-person shooter gameplay, the single-player, the, the multiplayer gameplay, the arcade game with uh with single-player only was supposed to be out last year uh called Star Marine. So you have you have the two the two arcade games within the with that are games within the game which is Arena Commander and then Star Marine. Arena Commander is obviously uh fighter combat and Star Marine is obviously first person shooter gameplay. And all that was supposed to be out already. So Mm. Star Marine's not anywhere near being out. They just benched it or something. There's rumors that it might be out, but I kind of doubt it's ever coming out. So, they've done a lot to forward the technology behind video games, but I don't. I, they're they're way they're so far away from where they're supposed to have been. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, that's unfortunate. It is. It is. But if you play Star, if you play Star Citizen and you're looking for a pirate organization, join the Evil Eight. Michael is a member, and uh, one day I will talk Evan into officially joining. Yeah, I've gotten the invites. I just kind of delete them. <laughs> He's Evan to them. <laughs> oh boy, good friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Evan. Now's the time for the Yum update. What do you want to know? No, okay. Um, <laughs> we got to have some theme music. <clears throat> some The sound of salivation. <laughs> Disgusting. Mm-hmm. Here, I got your theme music right here. Crunching popcorn bags. Yeah. Oh, what, what flavor is that, James? Yum update! Um, this is uh, uh, wasabi ginger, my man. There we go. Absolutely huh. wonderful. Evan and I were t- were talking about that before the show. Yep, these are. Yeah, I there. did not know those existed. Yeah, they're great. I like wasabi and I like ginger. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Yeah, those are the ones that won the one of the flavor contests. Nice. So, um, no, just wanted to see. Uh, I'll be honest. I've been, I've been. I mean, I've been talking about it for a while now, but I've been thinking about trying those, um, those keto chow shakes or whatever. Yep, they work. I mean, I, I think I could realistically do them for a while if someone else, uh, if I never went into a grocery store again. <laughs> That's my problem. I'll go into a grocery store and like walk through the produce aisle and go by the meats and be like, oh man, that looks good. I'm going to get a couple of those. What do I need to cook with this? I'll get that. And then I spend, you know, like a hundred dollars and some of it's good, but then I try to get too creative and I'm like, ah, man, I need to, I need, I need an accompaniment to this. That's, uh, that's um, not necessarily as good for me. Accoutrement. Yeah. Like, you know, you make some, uh, a really nice, uh, well, I'm a fan of Chinese food and any Asian food. So you can make like a nice scuttle. He's scuttling James. (laughs) (laughs) You can make a nice, like a beef stir fry with some, uh, vegetables, maybe a little bit of a light sauce, but not eating that. Or you can make like a chicken curry or something, but not eating that over rice is like, eh. Why? Why did I make it? Why did I do that? So, right. No, uh, I got you. Find a if you find a flavor of those shakes that you like. Honestly, they're quite filling, and you definitely learn the difference between the feeling of being hungry, Mm -hmm. being thirsty, and being bored. Mm -hmm. Uh, because. I will I will speak for the three of us. We definitely most of the time eat because we're bored, not because we're hungry. Yeah. Uh and also thirsty because I doubt any of us actually gets in a gallon of water a day. So the only person I know um, who drinks that much is Orion. And he's yeah. and he weighs a hundred pounds soaking wet. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't know how much he weighs, but He's probably a good 
120. No, he has to be 150 or something. I don't know. I don't know how much he weighs. Honestly, I have no idea. But he's, he's for those of you who don't know, he's one of our skinny friends. Yeah. And I mean skinny. Like, this guy could eat anything and it doesn't doesn't do anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Although I think he, I think he naturally expends the energy he takes in. Yeah. Whereas, what the hell is going on? Whereas, um, put on his hijab or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, his cloak. Yeah, right. He's a very active person. Right. Exactly. Yeah, he's naturally, uh, naturally active. So, uh, it's called a job. It's not naturally. <laughs> Whatever. We all have jobs, asshole. It's like his body. His body just does push-ups naturally. No, 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 no. <laughs> he's naturally motivated and uh, and just more. He's he's better. He's more active than we are just by his job. Well, it's not just his job. I mean, even when he worked to check it out and copy his say, he was still. It was not like he was fat then. I mean. Yeah, but that's not naturally active. If anything, he has high. He's a high. Uh, what's it called Evan? Cocaine Ketone tolerance level? No, no <laughs> I don't know. That's definitely not that. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't have that. Um, no, you mean you look, metabolism? You mean high metabolism or something? Yeah, he's a high metabolism. Yeah, our, yeah, our roommate that, come, like that, that comes from training. Yeah, training and what? Training. <laughs> training. Yeah, you can yeah. train your body. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, don't believe me. me. Our roommate didn't have train and shit. All right, and neither did Orion. Trained in eating fucking fried chicken and red beans and rice from Popeyes and 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 uh, what's it? Muscles. Yeah, microwaving the muscles. Garlic sauce or something. And garlic sauce. That's what she trained herself in, and she was skinny as she was rail thin because skinny people are fucking horrible and fuck them up. They'll die in a fire. <laughs> I like skinny people. <laughs> as she. <laughs> As James takes a swig from a very large liquor bottle. <laughs> James, let me, James, let's just think about this. Let's examine examine this possibility. How would you feel if you had to live with an entire world of fat people? Dude, you don't want to answer that. You just said fuck skinny people. I don't like fat people, and you know that. I don't like them either, James. Fat people are horrible. I hate them. <laughs> I hate them worse than I hate skinny people. Okay. I don't like skinny people because they know they're skinny. I don't like fat people because they're happy they're fat. They're like, yeah, being fat's good. I'm being myself. No, you're a fat, horrible person because you're fat and you don't care about yourself. That's what being fat is. Fat is like a character flaw. Hang yourself. <laughs> I'm, I don't want anyone fat to hang themselves. Please don't, don't, don't publish this. Just edit this out. Nah, people... <laughs> People need to hear your message. Listeners, do what you know is right. I don't want anyone fat to hang themselves, but the problem is what I hate about fat people is Yeah, the problem is the support beams aren't big enough. Well, that's true too, but the thing is, I don't want anyone... uh, I see a lot of people on the web who are like, yeah, I'm big and beautiful and da-da-da-da-da. Look, yes, I've seen a lot of big, very pretty women. There's no doubt about that. But they know how to carry themselves, they know how to dress for their size, everything like that. But here's the thing. When you disrobe that behemoth, okay, when you peel her out of their out of their smock, 
All right. It ain't beautiful. All right. It's not beautiful. It's not a wonderful thing. And 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 all that beside, okay? Like, you know, love is love. If you love a big beaut- a big woman, fine. You don't care about any of that. And that's perfectly fine. Good for you. But here's here's the most important thing about being big, right? And look, I don't mind. Like if I fall in love with a big woman, then I'm in love. I don't care what she looks like. But for so the thing is being big is unhealthy, you know? It takes years off your life. So to go online and tell people being big, big is beautiful and this that and the other thing and I'm proud of who I am, that's it's great to have good self-esteem, but let's not lie. Let's not tell a lie to, to younger people to be like it's okay to be a fat, disgusting, stereotypical American. You know, that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing to be a Walmart person. That's not a good thing <laughs> to eat processed foods. <laughs> Everything that means to be fat is like so many bad like eating fucking like wasabi ginger t- potato chips on your podcast. That's fat. I mean, that's not a good thing. You it's know? not it's not fat if you eat them. It's fat if you tilt the bag upwards and have them flow into your mouth. Well, again, it's fat. Okay, there you go. And I've done that. <laughs> they have done that twice. Okay. <laughs> look, look, you know, it's not, that's not a good thing. It's not something to be proud of. You know, that's a, a character flaw that you need to change. It's something you need to address. And I feel like people are disingenuous when they go online talking about Big is Beautiful and all this other horse shit. And all they're doing is giving younger people the wrong idea. You know, be proud of being a, a fat slob. No, 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 no. You should definitely strive to be skinny. Like, you should work hard on being healthy. Not skinny, but healthy. Are skinny people better? No, they're not better. They're just skinny. They're more healthy than we are. Hence, they get to live longer, and our point of view is lost in time because we decided to be fat whores for the fucking 20 years we're allowed to be on this planet until we had a heart attack. I wonder if I've had a heart attack. No, you'd know. It wouldn't be a wonder. You'd be like, you'd be like, I had a heart attack for sure. No, I mean, like, what if it was like in? It's like I definitely pissed and shit myself yesterday what while is, standing in the hallway. No, you can have a heart attack in your sleep. Ugh, I don't think. Don't that. you die then? No, maybe. Isn't it's a heart? Isn't a heart attack very painful? It's what they call in in French that French the little death. Yeah, that's right. That's something else. That's, sleep. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's something else. Um, no, I mean, I, I don't know, obviously, but cause I've never had a heart attack. How about but, strokes? I wonder if I've had strokes. <laughs> wouldn't you I'm be like all, out. all bleh or whatever? Oh, that's so horrible, um, Mike. Not, not necessarily. He's like, I, I just, he's like, just through sheer force of will. I'm. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a lot to keep my face a, even. I feel like you'd know if you had a stroke or a heart attack. I feel like. And I think that that's, I think certain people of a certain lifestyle, no matter how big you are, well, not no matter how big you are, but to a certain size, are still in the okay zone for diabetes and health and strokes and heart attacks. But once you cross over a certain age, I think all those defenses that you used to have in your youth start to really fall off and you have to start being super careful about what you eat and consume. Like none of us, even though we're all pretty big guys, none of us are like, Oh, I love candy and chocolate and sweets and soda. Like none of us are that guy, you know, except for maybe Michael, but he drinks diet soda, which is probably his only saving grace. Uh, uh, I don't know about that. Do you? Well, that's probably, um, I mean, I do drink diet soda if I, I mean, if I drink soda full of real sugar though, okay. but 
I mean, yeah, it's probably bad for me for other reasons, but at least, yeah. <laughs> at least, at least it's not. I'm not flooding my system with sugar. At least not from that. Okay. Yeah. Um, N- none of us any longer considers candy uh, to be a meal. Yeah, exactly. None of we're not like none of us are candy people. I I know grown adults who are candy people. They love candy. Like they're just candy, candy, candy. I'm not a candy person. I hate candy. I'm like, why? It doesn't make sense to me. It's like, where's the steak in this candy? This starlight <laughs> mint doesn't have enough steak. You know? Right. <laughs> no, I gotcha. Um. And by the way, James, nothing you said is wrong. I believe I I support you. Oh, I, I know it's not wrong. It's He's like, oh, I, I know I'm right. Yeah. It's, 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 here's the thing. It's the dark truth that nobody wants to hear and society won't allow anyone to tell. Because I'm with my friends here on this show, I can say it publicly and be like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. And no one listens to this show, so it's cool. But if people listened to this show, we'd be getting sued and there'd be a Reddit post about it and everything like that. It'd be ridiculous. Um so, but that's how this is. This is the fact. Like that's the fact. Like being fat is not a fucking. Let's have a parade. It's like yo, let's seek help. That's what it is. I saw a show on, um, and I'm sure we've all seen a show like this, Evan. Maybe I was looking at it with you, where there was this dude in Guam. Oh yeah. Who was like, I mean, he's probably like 600 pounds or something. I don't know how heavy he was. Maybe more. No, it was definitely more than that. Really? Yeah. Probably like, but like nine hundred almost. Oh my god! I thought Basically, everyone would say a bajillion. <laughs> no, <laughs> when you get to the point where you haven't left your bed in years, it's over. <laughs> he just said it's over. No, you know what they not. Should it's do? time. To, it's they time should... to get get on the ball. Nope. No, they should, man, they no. should. They should close the door to your room. Board it up. Seal. Seal. Board it up put a fake wall in front of your room and say, we'll be right back and close it off and seal up the room and just leave your ass. Cause you're a fucking waste of resources. Now, you know, here's the thing, right? We live in a world where we can afford to take care of one person at the cost of two, you know, but we really shouldn't. We should focus ourselves on living in a world where one for one, everyone pulls their weight, you know? And I know that's no one wants to hear that, right? That's like too harsh. It's crazy. Like we should take care of our peers and stuff like that. But the thing is, Taking care of other people beyond a certain level causes a situation we have now where we have all this welfare and all this kind of stuff, and you have this whole class of people whose whole thing is like, take care of me, you know, give me money for nothing. You know, I hate to sound so conservative about that, but I do believe that. I think, like, I work, I fucking pay taxes, I do all this stuff, and then now I have to take care of all these hobos, you know, and all these fat people and all these fucking handicapped people and everything else. Fat people? Yeah, it's like fat people on welfare, man. Get rid of well, them. No, I mean, no, I mean, like a nine hundred pound guy. Thank God that's not America. Well, you know? nine hundred. Honestly, Those when it gets to when, America. It, when it gets to nine hundred pounds, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, he there has to be something wrong with him. There has to be something wrong with him. It's not like he just likes no, Cheetos. No, no, I mean, no, no. there has to be <laughs> something wrong with the guy. <laughs> that there, is you know? the problem. There, there is something wrong, but it's not. Uh, it's not wrong with his body, really. Well, it's all it's in your head at that point. No, I mean, what does this guy eat? I mean, is yeah, he just eating that. like like thirty pounds of food a day? I mean, probably. That's crazy. That's fucking nuts. Where's how? Where does he go to the bathroom? He just goes, bro. Oh. You don't ask questions you don't want the answers to. <laughs> does he just go? Like right there? 
Give a bucket. Stay clean. What's his bed look like? What's his room smell like? How? Here's a better question. How's he married? Because if he's the guy I think he's talking to, Evan's talking about, he's married. He is yes, married. He is. Yeah. How does that guy get married? I I don't know. Fuck. How does he get An- Another married? person who has a mental issue. Mm-hmm. Does she fucking like give his like play with his little diddly tiddly winks? No, Dude, his dick's good luck not finding it. His dick's not good luck. Point. His dick is literally just like a slit in a flat fucking piece of skin. Or no, his <laughs> dick is like a fucking pussy. It's like buried under like rolls and rolls. Oh, oh. I, I wonder if he has a catheter. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it works. It's horrible. We'll put some pictures on the website. Thanks for checking out the aisle panel, the fat shaming podcast. (laughs) (laughs) By three fat self-haters. Oh, my God. Where do we go wrong this episode? I was asking about keto chow. I don't know. I don't know what happened. (laughs) James comes comes back. He's like, I hate fat people. They should all fucking die. (laughs) As he takes another swig from his bottle. (laughs) You think just because it's dark in there, we can't see it? Jesus Christ. All right. Well, yeah, I don't know what Jesus Christ would say, but uh, I know what I would say. Holy shit. No. <laughs> he would say, Jesus Christ, you're fat. That's what he, that's what he would say. <laughs> exactly. So, Evan, I'm I'm looking to put a bow on this thing pretty soon. If possible. This episode or being fat? Uh, both. <laughs> okay. So uh, you want to talk about this uh, this thing you got down here? Uh, the extra stuff? Yeah. No. Or, or you're not? Okay. So people can just check that out in the show notes? Yeah, it's just uh, two very unrelated links, at least to each other. One explaining how radio telescopes work uh, in reference to the article about um, China's new radio telescope. And the other is just an interesting link I saw with, uh, I believe it's a hundred photographs that quote unquote, you won't believe are not Photoshopped. So oh, there's some pretty good ones in there. Okay, great. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put a, we've talked about this before in the past, but I'm going to go ahead and just put a link to the keto chow website mm-hmm. in the show notes. It's made by like some guy. But um, apparently, Bear. yeah, apparently it's, uh, you know, it's, it's open it's, source it, and it's a real, it's a real thing. It's not like some BS. Um, yeah, you're, not gonna, you're not going to, you're not going to die. Complete. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's for people who want to cut, cut carbs, but it's like a meal replacement shake type thing. So I'm going to go ahead and just put the link in the show notes. It's kind of expensive, but there's a, there's a, like Evan said, it's open source, quote unquote. So that means like the, the formulas out there and you can just, you can just buy the stuff and make it yourself if you want to. So you just need a coffee grinder, basically. There you go. So I'll probably end up buying one week's worth of this stuff. Maybe they have a sample pack or something. Uh, yeah, they do. stop, huh? What? It says you need a good doorstop, huh? Yeah, like you. 
Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's what happens. Before we go, I know Michael wants to go and like freaking. Are, are you talking about doorstops being the product or the, the box? Your, your poop. The product comes in. Oh. Um. So, so just to give you a great example of good doorstops, um, my girlfriend recently ordered like Nutrisystem. She ordered a month's worth of Nutrisystem, and they sent her all these baffling bags of whatnot. And she was like, I don't know what to do with this, you know? Do I freeze this or whatever? And I explained to her, I said, I looked at it, I was like, oh, it's like an MRE. You know, you don't have to freeze it. And she was like, but this is like macaroni and cheese with meat. I was like, mm, you don't have no. to freeze it. <laughs> you know? And she's very confused. I was like, it's full of preservatives. And it was literally 25% of your daily salt intake in one packet. It was pretty nuts. Yeah. So I ate one for breakfast the other day. Uh... It was like spaghetti rigatoni with meatballs or something like that. And it was horrible. And I was like, I told her, I was like, this is gross. I was like, there's no way I could eat nothing but this all day. It's like really bad. It was like a less fun MRE. You know, it was like, <laughs> where's my Tabasco sauce? Where's my fucking cool wooden spoon? Where's my nuclear uh, heating element thing? This is like not fun at all. So I don't know. The Nutrisystem stuff, not great. Yeah, they're awful. And yeah. Instead of saying, like, macaroni and cheese with ground beef, it should be, like, macaroni and cheese with ground beef type meal. Yeah. None <laughs> yeah, of those things exactly. are in it. No, yeah, absolutely. It's, like, some kind of a clay. It's, like, made of clay or Play-Doh, and the meat is, like, some kind of a soy bread paste mush that's all yeah. pressed together, and you're like, it's a meatball. No, it should be a meatball type thing. It's not good at all. It was really depressing. Um, and Nutrisystem, huh? Yeah. And and, and look, I'll, before I dog the shit out of Nutrisystem, you know, I told my girlfriend this, my, my mother and my aunt both lost weight on Nutrisystem. They both did it when I was younger, and they lost weight doing it. So it does work, you know, if you can bear, grin and bear the food, and you're like, okay, fuck it. I don't care if I punish myself, whatever. It's it, it was it did work. It worked for them. Uh, they tried to make the food taste good, but there's lots of preservatives. Like you don't have to freeze any of it. So yeah. you have like like oh roast steak and potatoes meal, and it's freaking in a bag, and you don't have to freeze it. So that means it's full of preservatives, full of salt, and it's not going to be super good for you. Not something you should be eating every day of your life for the rest of your life. You know. Um, Really quickly, just a quick, you know, I so the, I'm sure we talked about this. I tried Soylent. I did it uh, a few years ago, and I had the boxes of it. And honestly, I kept it because one of the advertising points of it was like, oh, this is going to be a great bury-it-in-the-woods, you know, emergency food like an MRE, you know. But for Soylent to be a complete meal, it has, it has fats. It has liquid fats uh, that have been turned into powder via sunflower oil or something like that. So the liquid fats go become rancid after a while. And you get this really smelly fishy packet of like craziness. When you open it, you're like, what, what is this? You know? And it's really undesirable. And then you mix that and you get these little yellow balls of what looks like congealed fat in your fucking smoothie. It's the grossest thing I've ever seen. I did one and I ended up throwing away three boxes at like two months supplies of Soylent. Because of it, because Soylent, what happens is for a period of time, and they're still doing this, they're shipping out the Soylent with only two or three months, uh, with only a two or three month expiry period on it, which to me is unacceptable. 
So I know that that's varying right now. I know some people are getting like a year expire or five months or six months expire till they expire, but that's unacceptable because to me, one of the, one of the reasons you got into the product was because you're like, oh, this is going to last five or six years. You know, and I have a lot of friends in that world, in the prepping world and stuff like that, who've asked me about soil and they said, oh, is this good for, you know, doing whatever with? And I said, absolutely, because it should last five years, but they expire after a year, which is really regrettable. So all mine expired in March or something, so I tossed it all out. You're better off just spending the money on MREs or canned foods or dried beans and rice or something. Yeah, and I, and I think, I mean, Soylent is also open source, uh, so that's what made me think of this. So if you want to do, like, explore, uh, what I would say do is get the Soylent mix. I mean, get the Soylent, uh, the, the, the parts for Soylent, make it, and leave out the fats, the, 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 uh, the, the fat, the, the, uh, I forgot the, what did they call them? The high protein fats or whatever, leave the fats out and then just get the oil by itself. Don't make it a powder or anything like that and mix the oil with the shake. That's how the initial soylent was. And it lasted like five years, but they tried to make it easier to consume by concluding everything in a powdered form. And that's what messed it all up, you know? Hmm. Okay. Hmm. But Soylent isn't for losing weight. It is not for losing weight. It's a food. It's a meal replacement for people who are too lazy to cook. That's the best way to say it because it's not for losing weight. It doesn't taste mm-hmm. good. It's like literally a meal for people on the go who do not want to cook. You know, you don't want breakfast. You don't want lunch. You don't want dinner. Soylent's your, your thing. So you don't want to be bothered. You just want to yeah, get, you just wanna get your necessary yeah, you calories your minimum, or nutrition your, or whatever. Yeah, get your minimums in and go. That's what a Soylent is for. You know, and I, I feel like you have to be a person who's really small and does not, you know, take a lot of enjoyment, in a lot of different foods and has no problem wearing the same tie every Thursday and the same tie every Friday. Like it takes a certain kind of person to get into soil and be like, yeah, I'll do this because it's not very good. You know, it's definitely not the kind of thing you want to do every day or for six months or for a year. It's definitely not the kind of thing. I like it's the kind of thing like I would do like, oh, no one made me breakfast today. OK, I'll have a soil. You know. Yeah, same thing with keto chow. I mean, it's it takes some mental resolve you know, right. to be okay with drinking your drinking your meals, but it uses a protein powder. So if you make it yourself, you can use your favorite protein powder or whatever. So at least you can make it taste pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you want, um, if you want to order the sample pack. The chocolate is good. The vanilla is pretty good. Um, I th- I don't know if he still has like peanut butter, uh, like peanut butter cookie one. I think that was pretty good. That'd probably be great. Yeah, the strawberry was okay. Um, there was like a French vanilla one. I think that was not very good. But yeah, I don't know what what flavors he has in stock. Right, it looks like some of it's on. Uh, it's a little, a little bit discounted right now, on a site. Okay. Pick up a week. He has a thing. Sample all the things. Instead of forty-four dollars, it's forty-one dollars and eighty cents. Okay. That's probably one serving of every flavor. It says yeah, eight flavors. 
Well, so, I mean, that's good for eight eight meals. Oh, I see. Okay. The week, yeah, I'm, I was thinking, oh, a week should be seven meals, but no, it should be <laughs> 21 meals, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but we can talk more about that later. Let's uh, wrap this show up. Yeah. People have places to be. Go, let's wrap things this up, to B. do. Hmm? Wrap that gavel up, B. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Pleading the fifth and shit. The fizzif? Yep. <laughs> the fizzif! <laughs> well, from all of us here at the IO panel, thank you very much for joining us and have a great 4th of July.